This episode is dedicated to all the men and women who fought for our freedom, for our country. Thank you to all the veterans. Pinball Podcast, episode 59, Fall is Here. It's October of 2023. I'm your host, Spencer. And also here is our other two hosts, Dan. Hey. And Mark. Hello. So what's going on, guys? I think this is effectively going to be our November show. It will, but we're recording at the end now. of October. Well, yeah. By the time you're listening to it, it'll probably it'll be, be real close to November. It's it's just about Halloween. Because Dan has to be a contrarian. <laughs> I'm not a contrarian. I'm an, actua- right. I'm an actuarian. I'm actuarian. telling you how it is. <laughs> Dan DeBrand, actuarian. I'm telling you how it's going to be, not it's how it is. Be. You'll hear it in November, I'm a future. Folks. I'm a future. I'm like a Tony Stark. <laughs> while, while, you're, while you're going into a diabetic coma, eating your kid's Halloween candy, or your own, um, <laughs> and uh, you can enjoy the show, and then call 911 and go, I knew I shouldn't have ate 17 Hershey bars. You um, own the kids. You bought the candy. It's yours. There you go. You know what's returned? It's classic game room. Classic Game Room Pinball Reviews on uh, YouTube, man. They took a hiatus for, oh, my God, like 10 years. Because the last the last one I remember them doing was like Stern Star Trek, you know. And I love the guy. I love the guys. Mark. Guys Mark, Mark, Mark Bustler. Yeah. And, and I he, love- has, he has a legitimate claim to having the first online game review show. Nice. Like it goes back a long, long way. And he's he's come and gone from YouTube a few times. Yeah. I don't think he ever really went away, but he was he was on Amazon. Right. But I mean he he didn't do any pinball reviews for like, you know, videos for years. And he's back and he's got what about five or six reviews. He's, he's, a, Pits- he's a Pittsburgh. So I think yeah. he had access to Papa. Right. Cause he would do all yeah, he would do all his game. Uh, videos is just pinball review videos at Papa. Now, since Papa is no longer, you know, they no longer have a, a a physical location with, you know, four or 500 games. He's hitting other local arcades. It's really funny. One of the reviews, I forget which one it was. He had his wife filming the, the, the game. So, um, but I've seen him do Venom and uh, Avengers and a couple other games. So, it's just good to have him back, man. I, I always really enjoyed his videos. He makes it fun. You know, I'll still quote stuff like, you know, you know, it's like waffles and a flamethrower, you know, from one of the, or a couple of his videos. I think it was uh solar fire or a TX sector. It's like, it's like a, it's like a flamethrower that makes waffles. You know? <laughs> and the disco pinball dimension. I, I always wanted one of those shirts and I never bought one. And, uh, but it's good to have him back, man. It's uh so welcome back, Mark and classic game room. And because uh, you know what, man, we need more content. We can always use more content because a lot of the guys that are doing content, you know, like I was thinking about it the other day, you know, we've been doing our podcast now. Um, March will be seven years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, um, it's just funny because uh, like in that seven years, like all these podcasts, you know, have come and gone or people aren't doing them as much now. You know, they slowed down. So, um, 
You know but what's funny about strong. Mark <laughs> and, and Classic Game Room yeah. is the fact is he is a total casual too. Like he's not a pinball collector. He collects a lot of stuff, but he doesn't have any pinball machines, I don't think. So it's a really interesting perspective when you know, you're surrounded by hardcore pinheads probably all the time and you you watch his content and you know pinball reviews are something he sort of does as a sideline you know when he doesn't have atari or sega genesis or truxton to talk about right that's a good point if they made a truxton pinball machine it would probably just blow his mind i recall years and years ago that he had because he did a, a review of the black hole pinball and it was one he owned. I think it, I think that's the only one at the time anyway. Oh, I don't, I don't know, know. Still owns it. But, it's, but yeah, he's not like a hardcore. He loves to play. He loves to reviews, but he's more of a casual guy. Yeah, he had um, arcade games. Uh, does he do a review then on public location on the games? Because yeah. if he doesn't have them, so that's yeah. kind of cool. So he's given a, a, an honest opinion or yeah. a review he's, of he's something out in the he, field yeah, instead of home game. Pop and now he's doing them. In a local barcade. I think so. it might be private collection, stuff like that. Like guys that he knows. Like, Oh, okay. Just, the dude okay. just kind of reviews things. Like it's, it was mostly classic video games, but he sometimes dips into modern. And then, you know, occasionally there's pinball and then sometimes snacks. Like if you go back and you watch his content, like there's a ton of it because he's been doing it for 20 years, but he's got, you know, a real, he's got a real personality and, he was definitely, he's definitely the OG granddaddy YouTube online game reviewer. And I agree with you because his older videos are four, three ratio. So, you know, they're older. Yeah. <laughs> they're okay. not, you know, see, 1080p. I wouldn't have known that, but see, cause yep. I'm not a tech guy. Well, so he's like, cool. I think his job, like his, his day job is he's like a video editor. Oh, Okay. So I think that, yeah, he's always been, weirdly enough, he's always been kind of on the forefront of like his videos will look as good as they can look for the the era that they're in. Cool. So, you know, support him, man. Check out his videos. Check out his old videos. Check out. He he even manages to make Star Wars Episode One look fun because it's really not that bad of a game. But it, it but anyway, but so he did. Everyone loves that. Jedi musical chairs. There we go. They do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That classic mode. So, of course. While I've been getting having one vehicle after the other in the shop, <laughs> having uh, my daughter and son-in-law come and visit. Uh, and uh, playing with the chickens and just shuttling kids and being dad. Uh, you guys, because I, I missed because of, of having one vehicle at a time in the in the shop, I I, I missed out on uh, the Denver show. So you guys went to Pinagogo. Yeah, see, you missed out on Pinagogo because you moved to Wyoming. I did. Yep. Wyoming is too far away for Pinagogo. You needed to be closer. I did, you know, and it's like when you did your little announcement, your little Halloween open house. I was like, I want to get on a plane and go so bad, <laughs> but I'm going to be just carving pumpkins and handing out back. handing out full size candy bars as always. So, <laughs> you know, cool dad in the neighborhood. It's like that's the that's the neat little short guy. It looks like a hobbit. Yep. He hands out oh, that that person's bars. giving out big candy bars. Cool. Tell I remember that. that as a kid. Yeah. So. But it was a truck trying to get to the house because the so, driveway was like a quarter mile long. Oh, heck. But, but yeah. They're going to reward you because you worked for it. So I'll let you yep. guys fight over who wants to go first on uh, on uh, pin it, the PAG reveal. 
Oh, Mark, why don't you tell us about your Pinagogo adventure? All right. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of pinball and no other distractions, no tournaments. Uh, the social atmosphere was great, but it wasn't a campground kind of atmosphere like GSPF. Uh, but I'll tell you something. I really enjoyed uh, all the games that were there to play. They were in great condition. They were leveled properly. And Pinball Pirate brought a lot of new ones, such as Venom, brought some Bonds, brought some other things. And I had a great time playing them. I was always trying to get the highest score just because that's like my objective when I go to shows is just to see how well I can play. And uh, it's just a fun, fun way to get together, play a lot of games and just have a great old time. And the day goes so fast before you know it, it's 10 o'clock and they're shutting the games down. I wish it went to 11. I wish it went a little later, but you know, it is what it is. And those games need a rest. I'm just impressed you shut the show down. Yeah. Like, I was like 10 o'clock. I'm, I'm turning into a pumpkin. How many games do you think that they had this year? 200? I, I'm trying to think as far as the number in a row, there was about, wasn't there about 25 in each row? Or was there more? Was there 30? I don't know. Like maybe. So they had, for, for people who've been there before, like, they have a traditional sort of layout that they do of two big ovals. Yes. And they run, they run the length of this entire uh, multi-purpose room, fairground, fairground uh, auditorium. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you'd call it, the Dixon Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. The Dixon Mayfair and, and Dixon, California. But it's, it's quite a few games. There were some gaps. And then there's a side room for EMs which was a little bit lighter this year than it has been in the past, but it had, you know, probably a, a dozen, couple dozen EMs. And, you know, there were a lot of games and a lot of, a lot of cool stuff to, uh, to, to check out that sort of spanned the entire realm of, of pinball from what was the oldest game there? Oh, wow. Something, there was a wood rail. That, there was a wood yeah, rail there in the thirties. And then it went right up to, Right up to Venom, which I think was the newest title. We had Venom. We had Godfather. There was a Queen. We got to play some Queen. Oh, yeah. Queen was surprisingly good. I really enjoyed playing that. A lot of, lot of WPCs, a lot of weird stuff. Almost every American pinball game, except for I don't think there was a Houdini. There was no Houdini. You are and, correct. And there was a Galactic Tank Force. Which I honestly, what's kind of funny is I wanted to play their Galactic Tank Force, and I never did to see how it compared to mine. I think most folks were saying that the, that one of the flippers felt like it didn't have the power that it should have had. Correct. And there was a hot wheels there that played really nice. That Mark just beat me mercilessly at. They have two. They had two of them, didn't they? On each side, they had two. Hot Did they wheels. have two. I know they had the one yeah. that we played and I know that there was one that was still soldiered up. It was off to the side. Yeah, there must have been three because they just didn't need that many Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, I think that, you know, the coolest thing was we kind of started the day before. You know, Mark came into town. We met up. We grabbed lunch, sort of talked about our plan of attack. And I was actually working, so I was I was slacking a little bit. And then we went our separate ways. And he went off to hang out with some folks, and I went off to do league night. 
And then uh, the next day, you know, we started off, we met bright and early and uh, I had a buddy come with me. Jeff came with me. Did Rick ride in with me the first day too? I think so. I don't remember. I know that if Rick Rick comes with with you you anywhere, you're playing a lot of pinball. Yep. And you're waiting a long time for the next person. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, we all, you know, I think that we sort of just, we wandered around and, you know, there was a lot of multiplayer opportunity, but there was a lot of single player opportunity because there's just so many, so many things to see and so many different groups to play with. But, you know, the great thing about Pinagogo is, I think, like you said, there's no real distractions, right? Like it's just a big room full of pinball machines and a big room full of your buddies. Yeah. And it still had the cool vibe of, you know, having a social atmosphere, yet it wasn't crowded. And that was the best part about Pinagogo. Friday it wasn't. Yeah. Friday Saturday it wasn't. a little busier, but we sort of snuck out, I think, during the, the busiest of it. That's when we. Uh, yes. That's when we cut out to go to go grab our uh, our traditional Pinagogo steak dinner. Which we that brought Mark into this awesome, year. Awesome, by the way. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so good. I I would make that a tradition every year now for myself to go with you guys. Well, this that was yeah. Was not I think to miss this was our on. third year that we've done it. Yeah, and it started off with uh, with Mike, you know, with Mike uh, Hosier from the league, and you know, we all went out, and then the next year, I don't know if it was the next year. I think it was the next show because I think the pandemic messed it up. He couldn't make it, so it was me and Adam and and Jim and a bunch of other guys came. And then this year, it was me, you, Adam, Rick, Jeff. Jeff was Jeff. there. Yeah, Jeff. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, we ate too much food and hung out and had good times and talked about pinball and then went right back to the show and started hammering on those games again until closing time. Yep. And the place we went to was called Cattleman's which is a uh, steakhouse that is only found in California that I found out from you, Dan. And it is, is it? a I, great place. I thought Cattleman's was a national chain. Oh, is it a national chain? Maybe it is. Maybe but it I is. Know, so, cause we have Cattleman's like just here in NorCal, I know of at least three Cattleman's. Right. Right. We've got one in Roseville. We've got one in Folsom and we got one in Dixon. And it was funny, too, because when we got there, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we're here like a half hour before the doors open. Is that really necessary? It was necessary because by the time <laughs> by the time we got in and seated, that place was packed within 20 minutes. You know, the it, irony is if you go crazy. to almost any other Cattlemen's, they're not quite that busy. Mm-hmm. But in Dixon, Cattlemen's is like the restaurant. Yeah. Like it's the whole freaking show. They have a couple in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that there's Cattlemen's. I know it's 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 a national chain, or it's at least it's a multiple state chain. But yeah, it's it's kind of you know one of the last real like steakhouse restaurants that that I can think of. Right? You mean you got like the Outback Steakhouse? You got like Texas Roadhouse, which I think are a step below what Cattlemen's is. Like they're fine. They're good places to eat. But I think at Cattleman's, like it's one of the last places, almost like a Black Angus, right? That's what I was going to say. Is there a Black Angus anymore? Yeah, I think there's still Black That's Angus. That's where Rusty and I had a there. first date was a Black Angus. Yeah, Black Angus was always like, 
you know, like they they advertised though, right? They were a little bit more serious about like being a chain where Cattleman's, I think, was very word of mouth. I don't think I've ever seen a Cattleman's commercial. Yeah, me neither. But you know, I actually, you know, when we got back to the show, you know, which of course, you know, all stuff with food, it's harder to focus on pinball. You know, we really got in there. And like I said, that's when we started playing some some serious multiplayer stuff. And I just, you know, I really, really enjoyed, uh, you know, just going around with the guys and just, you know, playing pinball machines, you know, that, you know, even though we've all got piles of them at home, it's stuff that, you know, you're, you're not going to play because you don't have at home. Like I played a ton of Hot Wheels, which I don't have. Of course, Mark does. Um, I played uh, Taxi like just over and over and over every time i walked by that taxi and somebody wasn't playing it i just couldn't help diving onto it it played really well that a couple getaways spencer one was really really nice one oh, was yeah. less nice oh um, that one that one in the back where queen was it had the best supercharger that thing just oh, ripped it was almost too good yeah like if oh, you wow. got two balls in there, it couldn't keep up and it would just eject one with like ridiculous force. Yes. And, you know, the two ball supercharger thing is like one of the ultimate like, oh, man, you get two balls in the supercharger. It's, yeah, so, so, it's good. so awesome. Um, what were we talking about before the show? Oh, Bally Blackjack. A buddy yeah. of ours. Uh, oh, I did not play Ballad Blackjack. I game. missed that one. I was blown away by just how cool that game was. Like the whole idea is that you have you have your your hand and you can see it on the play field, right? So it'll say like dealers got 17 and you've got 18. And when you know you're ahead, there's a saucer that you can hit that will cash out the hand and you'll win. But a, if 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 you don't have the winning hand and you hit that saucer, you don't bonus. And apparently I was talking to Jack. He said there's even a rules revision for that game where you can lose points. You'll lose the bonus if uh, you have a losing hand, which I'm like, oh, that would be that would be brutal. And it does that or no? No, I oh, guess okay. you can get okay. a ROM for it where it does do that. But the really? game itself standard doesn't do that. You just don't get the bonus. Oh, and it's got a really cool. satisfying spinner rip when the spinner is lit. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Product <laughs> placement. Hello. Get the Hello. name of the show in there. Absolutely. And then, you know, what else did we play that was really, really cool? I mean, obviously, we played a lot of Venom. And that's that's a good game. You know, I think that the more that I played it, the more that I kind of got into it, its vibe. Um, Super fast, flowy and just nonstop action. Oh, I finally got to spend some real time on Godfather. Oh, good, man. That's a cool game. It is a cool game. Yep. Agreed. Like, I don't I don't understand the haters. I mean, I will say that it is especially when you see what they've just done uh it does feel a little bit like subdued yes for a jjp like it's not going off as hard as like a guns and roses or or a willy wonka or the game we're going to talk about later goes off but like it was really fun it had a super interesting play field layout fighting the gangsters was cool like that's that's a neat game man like it's it's a shame that it's JJP priced, but you know I see what they were going for with it, 
and yeah. you know, uh, and Queen, right? Queen is a really, really interesting game. I mean, it's it's definitely a legit machine. Like it 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 played well. It was weird. It played. I don't know. Maybe I'm just putting something into it, but to me, it like it it played well. And I mean, it's it's all there, but it just felt. And maybe it was just this one. It just felt like it was a little off. Like yeah, like there was something with the locks that were not working, and and, and I don't think they ever worked during the whole show. Um, but there was a spot where it said Wembley Lock, and it was lit. And when I went in there, it just kept going around, and it came back to the flipper, and I'm. I didn't know if it was a virtual lock or if it was just a a fluke, but I never was able to get multiball in that game. Never. I never got multiball. Did you get multiball on it or no? No. There yeah, was also see? that weird like up kicker where it kicks onto a ramp. Yes. But that thing would miss a lot. And just like, it feels like it needs a little more time in the oven, which apparently this is a production game, so it's not going to get it. But it felt like maybe like it needed a little more time in the oven to be perfectly done. Yeah, I agree. The code was better than it was when it was at the first showing. Uh, but I found that uh, the shots were fun on it and I was drawn to it many times i kind of like oh let me go back and see if anybody's waiting in line for queen i was like yeah i want to play this again yeah someone was always waiting in line for queen i didn't see i kind of disagree i didn't think the shots were that good okay i thought you know i said i just it felt like like nothing was quite where you wanted it to be it was hittable but it was like it wasn't natural but it was really really well done use of the assets like it had a ton of music yeah, it had, had live performances, of, which was cool. Yeah, and it had a ton of Queen references. And uh, and honestly, to me, and I think I was kind of mentioning this, it felt like it was sort of like a really simplified version of how Guns N' Roses works. Yes. Where instead of qualifying a song, you just choose a song. And then if you play through the whole song at the end, that one scoop shot just starts lighting up and going crazy. And if you hit it, you got you got a ridiculous jackpot. Like the scoring was just as broken as it is in Guns N' Roses. Like you yeah, I was it. thinking that too, that it was a lot like Guns N' Roses because you were like playing during the song. And like you said, then yeah. you go for that killer shot at the end. And that shot's everything. Like yeah. you'll have like 2 million points and you'll hit that shot and it's worth like 50 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not real balanced scoring at all on right. it. So. It definitely like if you're a fan of Queen and you're a fan of music games and especially if you're a fan of the of of, you know, the pinball brothers and, you know, you want something that's not like anything else out there. Yeah. Queen's probably worth a look like what do you think of the artwork? I thought the artwork is gorgeous on it. I thought it looked really nice on the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think it's a little ugly. Really? I I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool with the yellows and the oranges in it. Yeah, I didn't think it was an especially good looking game. I think if there's one weakness of that game, it's it's the artwork. And of yeah. course, it's it's also maybe the build quality is a little sus because it was spending a lot of time down. It was. Uh, even even the alien that they had went down a couple times, you know, but a show environment, you know, I think they were both brand new games. A show environment is a really tough place to break in a new game. That's so true. I didn't get to play Alien. I missed that one. Yeah. Um, I I I stepped up to play it once and 
the shooter couldn't get the ball onto the play field. And so I just turned it off and I told the guys, uh, the owners, I said, hey, I turned it off for this reason. I didn't want it to sit there and burn out that shooter coil. And they were like, oh, great, thanks. And then I saw them working on it and then it was back up. But, you know, I've got a couple aliens pretty local, you know, a couple group, a couple league members on aliens. So I can always dive into that and play that one at home. So it didn't get a it didn't get a lot of attention. I was looking for more stuff that like I I couldn't play at home, but I think that over the course of of the couple days, I probably played darn near every game in that hall at least twice if it wasn't something I could play at home. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. We're just so spoiled of uh, Sacramento or Reno area. So many people have those games that are on the show floor. However, one I did play wasn't the best game, but it's rarely seen was Freddy Krueger. I played that one and I, uh, I played that too. It was, it was kind of cool with that, with the claws coming out in the middle where you could kick it back. That was kind of a neat little mech. And then that the uh, super trash. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's very interesting, <laughs> but it's terrible. It's no, no it played terrible. Don't get me wrong. It was a terrible a game. game. It's just, it's this super wide open game. Yeah. There's like nothing to shoot for things to shoot at. Yeah, I know. I know all three of the things are cool, right? Like you had that furnace, which by the standard of the day was a pretty cool mechanism with the lights and stuff. Yeah. You got that Freddy head on a platform that you can kind of shoot it behind. And then the ball would, would shoot out his mouth. Yep, like kiss. And, and then you had the way to get it up on the ramp. I think it was an up kicker. And then you could use the claws to swipe it off the ramp. That was the coolest part was, was, was well, that was like, yeah, it was like the hand that you could knock it off. And then there was the thing in the between the flippers that was like a grate that kicked the ball back, which was that, the claws. That is just, oh, really? I don't think I even saw that. Yeah. That is just a super example of like all theme. Yeah, it was really well done with theme, but yeah, gameplay sucks like, horribly you buy on that, that game because you love Freddy and you love horror movies, especially that that late 80s, early 90s Nightmare on Elm Street era slasher flick. Yeah. And it it definitely did that, but I don't know what happened to Gottlieb between cuz you know, what was the other game they had there? Was it was it 1812? Yes, they had 1812 there. Spencer like, would have been I don't happy. know what happened to Gottlieb between like that alphanumeric era and the dot matrix era. My theory is that uh, a certain designer that they had there left. But like all their like alphanumeric games are super cool. And all their dot matrix games kind of suck. Yeah. I mean, they're not the worst thing to ever happen. They're better than no pinball at all, but. I don't think that anybody would would argue that uh, TX Sector isn't a million times better than Freddy. So true. Yeah. You know, another one I played uh, from Gottlieb or Premiere or whatever you want to call it uh, was Bone Busters. Oh, Bone and Busters. That's what I was thinking of was Bone Busters. It, like, that's a terrible game, but I have to say that it was kind of fun playing it. Dude, that game was fun. <laughs> Fun as hell. Yeah, it was fun to play. Like it had all these locks. Yeah. And you'd hit the balls in the locks and then it had like that weird center shot. 
and it sort of so launched original. into a little basket. Yeah. And it would start like the world's shortest multi-ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that game was was fun. That game, they had a surf and safari there. Which isn't a bad oh, game. Oh, I love Dude, surf and safari. Rad. I love surf and safari. I wish we had more of those on location. Those are great. Those are so fun. Yeah, that was one of uh that was one of Mark uh, Biersching's games. He brought it. And that game was super, super fun. I don't know why it's so much fun, but it is. It's like so simple, but it's challenging to get all the lights lit up you know for the for each of the crazy crazy multicolor ramps yeah like there's just something about crazy multicolor ramps like i don't know why but that game just just gets it done yeah it's a great one and it shoots fun and but the cool thing is like that's the stuff that you see when you go to pinagogo right it's not just Okay, well, they got a medieval and an attack from Mars and an Adams family and a Twilight Zone, you know, all the stuff that, you know, you hope that you'll see and that you'd love to play again, especially if you don't have steady access to. But you're going to see games that, you know, other than GSPF, you don't see much of anywhere. Just really offbeat, crazy stuff, usually very, very playable. You know, some good buys on older stuff, especially if you were trying to buy some games. Although I yeah, there were some that. good deals. Oh, yep. dude, there, there was a, a premium there that sold for like a price that I almost couldn't believe when I heard what it actually went for. Really? Oh, wow. It was low enough that I was like, oh, man, how could I have come up with that money real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were yeah. great. They were great condition, though. I mean, they all played really well. And thanks to Chris from Pinball Pirate, man, he brought a slew of, of new Sterns and uh, of course some Jersey Jack. There was no Wonka there though, right? I didn't see a Wonka. There really wasn't much JJP stuff. Yeah, there was a Pirates. There was, there was Guns, there was Pirates. And that played great. That was and really tuned was, in uh, well. There was Guns, there was Pirates, there was Godfather. Mm-hmm. And I can't really no remember. No dialed in. There was no dialed in there. I don't think there was a Hobbit or dialed in or yeah, I don't think there was much of anything else by JJP. Yeah. At least they had some Maverick though. Like who needs JJP when you got Sega Maverick? Oh yeah. Maverick. Yeah. That that actually is a good game. If you know how to play it. That's a criminally underrated game. Yeah. It's a good game. And the rule set. Yep. And that giant color DMD is so good. Yeah. And Huntsman uh, would be the person to talk to. He knows those rules really well on what, Sega Maverick. Maverick. He used to have one. Yeah. And then he sold it. But the the way that you have to, you know, pick your cards and the chips and everything, yeah. there's so much to it. It's so much fun. The only complaint that people have is that that long wait, you know, with the um, paddle wheel. I just go get yeah, ice that cream. Thing is slow as crap. It <laughs> is. That's the only thing. If they like revved it up or something, like get a different motor and just have that thing fly up there, it would the be awesome. The first time you shoot it, it's cool because you're like, oh, this is really cool. It's going going around the paddle wheel on the on the riverboat. Yeah, and, and then, then it's like, like, oh man, I'm this is taking away my taxes. Done. Uh, I'll yeah. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call my dentist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it's weird, right? Because it's kind of got that weird place in history where it's like both the last Data East and the first Sega at the same time. Right. Right. It was like right at that crossover moment, just like what was it, South Park or one of those other ones was like the very last Sega, but it was kind of the first Stern. Yeah, I think it was South Park. South so, Park yeah, or, oh, um, hold on, Sharky Shootout. 
No, Sharky Shootout was definitely just a stern, even though it was made earlier. Yeah. Because that game was something called, it was like a. Like cue ball. Kelly Packard's Golden Q. And it was like a Golden T Golf. Right. Golden Q. Incredible technologies. And it it failed on test or something. They said, okay, we're not going to go forward with this. So they mothballed it. And then when Stern came out, they were like, we need a game. And they're like, well, we got this one done. So they rethemed but it. In I, the I think that's shootout. also a very underrated and fun game that if you can find one, you you know, you could always pick one up at a pretty good price. Because it sucks. I don't think it sucks. I really don't. I've played it. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Every so. every game deserves to be loved by somebody. Huh. But I'm gonna say this. Not only have I played that game, but I've shopped that game. And that game sucks. <laughs> Magic <laughs> ball. Yeah. It was. It's an awkward game from an awkward place in pinball history. It's interesting because you never see it. And if you like billiards games, and I know that at one point billiards was a super popular pinball theme. Yeah. Um, it's one of the last billiards games, right? Yeah. I think it's, I think I think right. it's the, the last, last billiards one, game. Yeah. Because they had Cue Ball Wizard. Right, which that was, was a, before, though. That was, that was before. Gottlieb. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was a good one. That was the last. That was probably the no, last. because I think game. we've established that DMD Gottliebs are universally bad. Okay, well, <laughs> I like <laughs> that like, game. It's good, Dan. You're sure being critical today. Wait, wait. So, wait, so are you saying it was golden? Because it's called Cue Ball Wizard, right? No. No, no. Cue Ball Wizard's a Gottlieb. Yeah, okay. A premier. So it Is was that the one that golden, sucks, too? It was yeah. called Golden Q. Okay. I just said earlier that all DMD Gottlieb suck. Golden I got gotcha. you. Was a, it, it was like a prototype, it and then it became uh, <laughs> it became uh, Sharky Shootout. It became Sharky Shootout. It became Sharky Shootout. Okay, got it. That but I mean, you go back a little ways. There's like Laser Q, and there's you know the whole uh, pinball pool. That was first game I ever bought. Pinball yeah, pool. pinball rules. Pool. That that game's awesome. And the art I remember that one. Superb. Yeah, that's a fun one because it has the rollovers, the right? The little ball series like was huge. Yeah, yeah, or not rollovers. Yeah. What were those called? Buttons? What do you, what do you call those things that you like roll over, but they're not? Well, no, you, you, a pinball pool just had two banks of drop targets. I think you're thinking of. Uh, oh, okay. I think you're oh, thinking no. of pocket pool. Po- yeah, or um, <laughs> oh wait, what's the other one? Um, <laughs> it's the EM. It's the EM one, and it's fun because it has like the right. rack in the middle, and then you like go over these little. Yeah, I don't know what you call them. Oh, I don't know um, what the technical term is, but Huntsman had one. Yeah, yeah. Nine um, ball, rack them up. It wasn't yeah. rack them up. It was it was an those, EM. No, those are all rack those are ups a great game too. Something pinball pool. I'll look it it's up. It's just like completely but, yeah. off topic, but I'll throw out what was the last. Oh, we haven't been on topic yeah, for no. like five poker. minutes. What was the last poker or gambling themed pinball machine? We don't need to go off that tangent. We're already talking about what the last billiards machine was. You're killing me, Spencer. World poker tour. Anyway. You think it was yeah. WPT? Yeah, it was. Cause because Steve Ritchie never wanted to make it. He's like, look, he goes, you know, there's a reason they don't make fucking card themed pinball machines anymore. <laughs> and and so they did. There I hasn't been any person. other card based game since then, huh? No. 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 There hasn't. But you got to admit, those drop targets are fun. Uh, it's a fun game. I love the you drop targets. I had one. Yeah. I had one. Yep, yeah. I had one. There's games where you play cards, though, right? Like, what am I thinking of? No, nothing recent. I can't think of any card-themed game that's uh, modern. Weird. I got something in my head where I'm like, there's been a card game, hasn't there? I guess not. Okay, so back on topic. What was what was the most interesting and rare game you guys saw at uh, Pinagogo? 
Who? Let's see. Dan, I think no, you're gonna I don't have to know go on if that they one. They had any of like the crazy like. I mean, I'm sure there were some some rare games there, but well, they didn't have any of like that. Is pretty rare. You don't see that hardly ever. What was that? Class of 1812 was is a good one. That, yeah. that one you don't did, see did anywhere. Did anybody bring a uh, teed off? Because that's a that's a gauntlet DMD game. I really enjoy. No teed off. I know that for you a fact. You don't see that very often either. Right. It's not a great and, game, but it's I like. Man, what it. was what was the one they that was rare? They had a joust. They had a joust. Joust that was, was cool. there. There's 700 jousts. And, and yeah. 341 of them are in Northern California because they show up at every show at least once. Yeah, they're more. always there. So it was yeah. and 340 of those have been owned by Mike Huntsman. Yeah, that's and the, correct. And the rest were owned. <laughs> the, and the rest were owned by uh, the ma- the master of cocktail pinball machines. Yeah. yeah. The rest were owned by people we know too. So, did anybody bring a um, Capcom? No, 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 no. I, you guys know the one I'm thinking of. Break you're, shot. You're, 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 nope, nope. There was no, no break, break shot. shot. That's another pool based. That's another uh, pool based team. That's, another a game. that's a really good game. That's one of my all time favorites. That's like show my top topic, except for we just completely ruined it. I know. <laughs> No, we're best talking about bill, the show. That's pinball machine based on billiards. Okay, here we go. There we go. At Pinagogo. Okay, here's a Pinagogo question. Who showed up to the show that you were glad to see that you haven't seen in forever? Steve Faith. It was great to see Steve Faith there. I, I'm so uh, glad he's doing better. Yeah, he looked a lot better. And it was it was great to see him because I was like, oh, Steve, I haven't seen you forever. And uh, it was good. Good to see him walking around and having a good time. And he's still got his beard. himself. Yeah, he no. did. He, he, did, he, he did still have it, didn't he? Oh, I can't remember. I saw now. pictures of him at the yeah. uh, the at the um, volunteer party, and I commented, "Hey, man, you're looking good. It's good to see you up and around. You know, good to look good with the beard." So yeah, maybe Steve, he did. I mean, it was all a lot of the usual suspects were there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was Steve, great to see Ron. It was great to see oh, no, Jim. Ron, I'm sorry, yeah. Steve, Greg, Greg Ong. Uh, yeah, Brian Greg was, was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't see a few of the OG guys, but uh, you Brad know, by and by large, I think a lot of the people were there that you would want to see. Would have oh. been nice if Spencer would have showed up. But yeah, that would have been nice. Well, James you from know, Seattle was there. My oh, nice. My yeah, daughter came to visit. So his beard, his beard was supreme. <laughs> if you need, if you need beards. I'm trying to think who that's really what it's all about people anyway. Yeah. That's right. That's the one I can think of is Steve faith and, and Greg Ong. It was good to see him. Um, Oh, and you know, who also was there was, and it was great to see him was um, Brad, Brad Grant. Brad, yeah, Brad, Brad oh, texted me and asked yeah. me if I was coming. And I told him no, cause I have my daughter and son-in-law in town, you know? And, uh, and then Brad was like, you disappoint me. No, not he was really very, cool. But, and I, and I, called, I called him back. Where I called, well, he texted me. I called him a couple of days after they left to say hi. I got his voicemail. I've been meaning to call Greg, too. I just, you know, it's been crazy busy lately. You know, there's so much going on. So, And I'll tell you, the game that I kept going back to all the time was Bond Pro. I kept going back and forth to that game because it's just like there was something about it that it shot so well. And uh, I got convinced that it, that is the next game. So uh, I really had fun with that one a nice. lot. Yeah, that was good. It's a good one. It really, the rules are so good on it now. And uh, I was very captivated by all the cool modes and the new clips that they added and the new sound and uh, new songs and everything. It's, 
it's turned out to be a solid game. So I, I kept going to that one. And then I played the premium and I don't know, there's just something about the bond on the wand. It just kind of slows it down. And I like the virtual lock. I like when it just whips around and boom, you know, before you know it, you're into bird one multiball. The pro's fine, man. I think yeah. the pro's good. The pro I mean, the premium's neat, but the pro's good. With the pro, you get the car. And, you know, you get the Aston Martin with the ejector seat. Cool thing. And that's... You get that on cool the pro, too. too. Yeah, you, you get that you, on a pro. So, yep. I mean, the most important toy, you know, the one you're going, that's really cool. They you included know? that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you get that and on. most importantly, you get the missile dildo. You get the missile. Yeah. Yes, you do. So. And it doesn't do any different. It yeah. just, on the, uh, just wobbles premium. around. Yeah, it just bobbles so around. It just, bobbles, yeah. just, just does its thing. It just, just. <laughs> no, that is, I think that that is Gomez's best game. Like, I think that it takes all the stuff that I was just like, I don't know why people are so hyper about Deadpool and reminded me like Gomez can make a really good shooter with some really interesting shots. It's uh, so good. It, it just, you know, it's, it's so flowy. I mean, you like Steve Ritchie flowy. This thing is. And it's weird because if you think about it too, right, you know, Steve Ritchie flowy, um, you know, there is like that lost version of it. Like, I wonder what the Steve Ritchie bond would have looked like. I know. I wonder too. You know, I wonder what, I wonder what the JT, the JT Deadpool would have looked like. Like, I'm always curious as to what those designs would have turned out to be, but you know, the one, the ones that came out because Gomez handled it and Gomez makes a great pinball machine, you know, he makes, and, he makes and a good shooter. Have, right. And you have Lonnie Rop and you have Mike Vinicor that are doing coding together. And I'm telling you, they work great as a team and they really add a lot, a lot of stuff to that game. I mean, now they have the mini wizard mode bond, James bond, which is super fun. It's kind of like a, 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 a mini version of cherry bomb, but only with two balls, <laughs> but it's fun. It's really I fun. think that honestly, everybody was, everybody was shitting on this game when, you know, it was Rob doing the code. And right. I was like, oh man, it's, it's the death knell for this game. And I think he's really proven himself yeah. with this title. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of it is the fact of the matter is that he has more time to work on, on the stuff now because they've got more coders and with each team, with, with each design, basically each game seems to have, or each designer seems to have a team now. Right. I think that that works because you get that coder and you get that designer and you get that artist and they all work together and they're all kind of in sync. And I think it's a lot better than it was just like, okay, well, we got, you know, three designers and we got Lyman sheets doing code for everything because we've only got one coder. And, you know, we've got uh, Freres doing the art for everything because we've only got one artist. And it gives it gives the games, even though they all have that same sterny quality, you know, you can tell that they come from Stern. It does give each of the games its own identity and its own personality. I like the row of games that had all of the solid states like Dolly. They were all together. I think what I really liked is the show is pretty organized, having all the modern games together. And then they had all, you know, the solid states all in one area in the oh, back. Like the early solid states. Well, that, yeah. Alleys that was, and Jack Jarrett. was that all Jack? Yeah, yeah that Jack was awesome. Big shout out to Jack games. for bringing game. It yeah, was, that was that fun. Whole, like Jay at the end from, yeah. if from basically from that, uh, Gilligan's was Izzy's and then that blackjack was Jack's and that whole end cap and like a couple titles up the next row up until probably almost that getaway. Right. All Jack's games. You know, they did have also the um, the 2.0 versions of uh, they had the Fun House, Rudy's Nightmare. They had 
chaos. Uh, what is it called? Uh, something. World chaos. Total chaos. Yeah, World in Total Chaos, which uh, doesn't do it for me. Uh, mainly because that darn target still wasn't working with the uh, extra ball. <laughs> still? The same exact issue that was on at GSPF. It's the same thing. Um, I think it was the same exact game. It, it was. It had to be. And, and I'm sorry and to say, but the Black, but the Black they were not Rose 2.0, to me, that game's incredible. That was good. Because it literally takes Black Rose, which has the ugliest translite ever, and gives it an uglier translite. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't nearly as just let's, hey 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 no like like i don't know See? and i don't like Daisy to bag on any artist because i've got no artistic talent at all i'm not a good artist i'm not a, an art critic like if you can draw i'm impressed by you but wow whoever did that translate was can somebody, the pencil terrible. Down, can somebody please like a listener that's good that can actually do have some artistic ability. Can you please like just put on our Facebook page uh, a? I'll have my fourth graders do it. Yeah, stick no figure. Problem. How do your fourth graders do it? Stick <laughs> fig- a stick figure. Seriously, a black and white pencil <laughs> sketch stick figure black knight translate because it'll be better. <laughs> Look, black even, Rose. I even, talked to Brian Allen about it, and yeah. I said, Brian. And I was talking online, so it wasn't like face to face. We weren't like homies. But I said, if anybody need, if any game needs your help, if any owners group needs your help, it's Black Rose owners. And he goes, that game is on my radar. (laughs) Good. But I mean, this was years ago, so nothing ever happened to it. But yeah, that that Black Rose skull and crossbones or whatever they call it. Like, like, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty savage. Did you play (laughs) the game? Did you like the game or no? It was fine. You know, I it's it's just not I it's think not cooked enough, like you said, in, in another it's game. It's easier to jump from a DMD game to an LCD game than from those alphanumeric games to an LCD game. Like, right. It's definitely the most jarring with Whirlwind. Because the whirlwind def- didn't need to be fixed. It's not well, none of them needed to be fixed, right? Um, they were yeah. all fine. But like with Whirlwind, you're going from that system eleven simplicity to like they it's almost too complicated. Off and the it's, rails. it's almost too out right off the rails. Like it's just it's 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 basically they had to come up with content and it was kind of weird. With with Rudy, I don't think it's as bad, or with Funhouse, I don't think it's as bad. Because they sort of stick to that funhouse formula. I just don't think that the the artistic direction, which again, I'm not an art critic, uh, and the voicing was as good as it could have been. But you right. know, the idea is the idea is solid. And with, with Black Rose, I just think that whoever whoever was doing it, um, like they just had an artistic sensibility that I can't agree with, I guess I'll put it that way. To not right. be a complete tool, like I'm, like I'm better than they are. I'm not better than they are. Whatever they did is a million times better than whatever I would have done. But yeah, wow, you know, it just, it just, the, the aesthetically was not for me. You know, I just, it just came to my mind about Spencer when you asked about the rarest game that was there. I wish I could remember the name, but it was an EM that was in the EM room, and it was off, kind of in its own space. And it oh, was the one at the end of the row. Yeah. What was that called? I don't know, but they have like a special like display for it. Yeah. It was like, it was kind of a layout of, of like uh centigrade or Atlantis. And it was supposedly a home type pin, home pin type of thing where it was for the home market. And 
it was really cool. I got to play it too. Um, it was obviously not during the seminar, but, uh, it shot really well and it was, it, it did have kind of the feel of a home game, but, um, the layout was really fun and it, it, it was kind of like a mashup between centigrade and, uh, um, and Atlantis put together. I don't know. I forgot what it was called. Something. Oh shoot. What was it called? Cow is something cowboy or it was, yeah, it was something like that. I wish, I wish I had a better memory. Shoot. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Play EM though called, uh, blue chip. And yeah, it was yeah, blue chip. Yeah. yeah. It was about stocks. Yeah. yeah, I know. I saw that one too. It was so fun. Like what a good machine. Super fun. I played in a tournament one time when I was at, uh, at Cal Extreme, they had it. Uh, Calax, they had it for a tournament, and it was—I yeah. never also, heard of it in my life. Fun. Extremely, extremely satisfying spinner rips. Yeah, you know, what was also satisfying was that soccer game that added balls in the back glass. That soccer. was cool for the goals. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, that was, was a cool soccer. game. Yeah, that was cool for an EM. That was really fun to play. I played that with the. Actually, I played that with Steve and our Greg. friend of the show. Eric used to own one of those. I don't know if he still does or not. Yeah, that's fun. That's a Eric good one. Seifert used yeah, to I played one. a lot of the EMs. I had fun going down the row and trying every single one out. And some are things you've seen before, uh, but it's always nice for the Pacific Pinball Museum to bring a couple of games and have people uh, shoot some EMs. I wish there were more games in there, but you know it is what it is. But um, well, with you know, we used to have a guy who brought like a million of them. Yeah. And he doesn't bring them to that show anymore. He brings them to Golden State. Larry, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, those are. Yeah, I got to play more EMs when I go to Golden State. I did not do yeah. enough of that. But, um, but to buy yeah, I mean, oh, man, yeah. 30 yeah. bucks for a weekend. That's the other thing. Know, the cost was amazing. Over, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Over 100 machines. Yeah, um, I'd say there's 120 is vendors, my guess. Yeah. Friends, super laid back environment, you know, no pressure, no stress, no strain, a nice, nice little small town, Northern California. You know, they even had a snack bar. It was funny because we were kind of, they didn't have the big tent show up with like the tri-tip sandwiches and whatnot. Yeah. And we were kind of snickering behind our backs. We're like, oh, wow, is that what their snack bar is going to be this this year? But they had a hot dog roller, and I saw somebody with one of those hot dogs, and I was like, dude, those hot dogs look hella legit. And they were good. I liked them. Oh, yeah, you had one. I saw that, you with one. That's right. I had one. We were on our way to Cattleman's. Yeah, that's right. There's something about those hot dogs on the roller, man. Like, you used to get at the movie theater. Yeah, they're or, good. Uh, it's uh, a way to cook them. Yeah. The night like, that we, uh, the the night that we did leave. whatever. The night that we did league, when when Mark showed up, but he couldn't make it because he was visiting with some other friends, uh, we had the hot dog roller. Oh, cool! Nice. Yeah, we had we had Mike's hot dog roller, and we set it up at uh, Mike Garcia's house. Yeah, hot dog rollers like that's a legit way to make a hot dog. It is. Man. I agree. I used to. Russ and I were talking about a while back missing the drive-in over the summer because you know the, there's one drive-in in Wyoming. It's over in Powell, so it's about a four and a half five hour drive. And uh, we're going to try to get over there next summer. But we're talking about the old drive-in at Rancho. Uh, they had the best hot dogs, man. They have, um, what's the New York ones? Uh, Nathan's. Nathan's hot dogs. Damn, those are good good hot dogs. So, yep. 
Yeah, yeah once they well, spend about three weeks on that roller that's never been cleaned. Yep. It just <laughs> yeah, man, that gives them that, that, that gives them the right flavor. That you, proper drive-in flavor. Yeah, man. No, good hot dogs. But you know something. There's guys, a reason that the hot dogs taste the same as they did in the fifties. Yep. Because they yeah. never cleaned the rollers. You, you, yep. you guys, you guys are both keen on something. This is something I've always said about. You know, Golden State still does have a lot of that appeal, but it's a much bigger show. Right. Go go invented. I believe invented this, and they still hold it. Like it's it's just it's something. It's just part of the charm. Going to Pinagogo is like an old R gang cartoon or not cartoon, but you know, a episode where they're like just a bunch of kids got together and cleaned out, swept up the barn, threw a bunch of pinball machines and put on a show. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. It's, that, that nails it right there. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's no- ex- and every, when I tell everybody that they're like, Oh God, that's it. You know, it's, it's got that feeling. You show up, you see old friends and make new ones. You hang out and bullshit. You have a hot dog off the roller and a cold drink and uh talk story. And, Buy and sell and trade games and have a have a few laughs and God, I can't wait to do this next year. I miss that show, man. I need to yeah. I need to seriously reprioritize myself and try to get there next year. Well, the games were really good condition and they were all level. They mm-hmm. all played great. And they actually lasted really well through the show, too. There were hardly any that were down. Uh it was a good show. I it's really enjoyed nice it. Too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was fun and I'm glad I went. Old games and new guys, old games and new. So um, there's, a, well, you know, as always, there's, hey, new games coming out. You know, we didn't see them at that show, but uh, we uh, we see them Wait, on. Wait, you mean to tell me that there was another show besides Pinagogo? There's a bunch of other shows besides Pinagogo. There was the Denver show, which I did not make uh, due to, I had family coming into town. I had to put one car in the shop. As soon as family left, I had to put the other car in the shop. Um, it's always something, man. So. But um, anyway, um, wasn't there a very specific show? Pinball Expo, yeah, yeah. Pinball oh, Expo, yeah. how did we miss that? How did we miss that? Well, there was also again, there was also the Denver show, and there was also the very first um show up in Canada. What's um? Oh God, I talked Spencer, about- man, you you completely ruined my segue. I I did the segue already. We're talking about thoughts on Terrible. new games. I mean, we're supposed to be talking about Expo. Expo, talking about Expo and new what games. What happened at Expo? Uh, well, we saw Elton John, and All we right. saw Labyrinth, <laughs> and we saw Elvira with new artwork, and we saw Alien with new artwork and added, I think it's got some added code. And Ninja Eclipse and Elements. I, I Okay, Elements, okay, you know, okay, all right, you guys are going to, you're going to drive it off the cliff, aren't you, Mark? I'm pretty excited about Ninja Eclipse. Okay. Does anyone have $9,700 I could borrow? <laughs> so, so you can use your you you can use your debit or your Visa card. So, uh, yeah, oh, to buy it. I'm not going to use my no, debit or Visa card it, to so buy you that can just game. Start your game. Mind. So you can start oh, yeah, it's a, like game. a game. Yeah, you can start a game on it. So, oh, that's right. right. You have a brand new app based way that you that you credit up, right? I, 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 just please, can just. <laughs> I think we physically caused Spencer pain. I, I All right, just, we'll go to the games that, so we don't give him a heart attack. Because uh, no, otherwise, no, no, I'm going to go on like about, an eight-minute profanity-laden tirade about that. Pinball. Okay. All right, let's talk about Turner Pinball. Let's do it. No, it's not. It's the, you know, <laughs> they don't deserve my attention. They really don't. They're talking about me on the internet. Okay, what, what was that other stupid pinball? that no? Okay, they, they totally ripped that little thing off from uh, Time Time Zone or whatever 
the old Bally game. Okay. The, the saucer thing? The, the light show thing. You know thing what's in the amazing m- to me middle. is that so many people are so like impressed by those directional scoops. And I was like, I can tell that those people don't play old pinball machines because they love to throw the ball between scoop and to scoop to scoop. Is, isn't that a surf champ thing where you shoot it into one scoop and it passes it down the row? No. Um, but you know what game did that is uh, it's one of my favorite EMs actually. Uh, uh, Hollywood or cinema um, Chicago coin. has that where it has like four uh, saucers and they kick it from one to the other. Yeah, that is so dope. It is dope. You know, it's cool. Mean, yeah. So no, uh, Bally time zone in the middle has a light show thing. And it's random and it's points. So it looks like a time tunnel, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking okay, about. It was that, at the show, actually. It okay. was it was that. Okay, what's Pentagogo. that new game that just whatever came out, the Elements. Element has something similar to that. It's like, yeah, it's been done. Why you know it's it, it, it's it's well, it's an infinity mirror, so that's a well, little different. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so there's a yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's just the review cool. of that game, Spencer, not as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> oh no, that was a uh, punny factory. Oh, oh, it's yeah. not as bad as you think. Yeah, oh yeah, well, how think. does it shoot? Not yeah. as bad as you think it would. How does it look? Not as bad as you think it would. So it's kind of like <laughs> Kevin Smith. He says, you know, somebody. It's, it's better than you. Ex- no, no, it's better than you expect. What are your thoughts on Turner? What do you think? Oh God, they're out of their minds. Yeah, I agree. Like, right? I mean, like, the game itself. I mean, it looks amateur hour. Yeah. Right. You know, it's called Ninja Eclipse, which just doesn't seem to be, you know, any sort of any sort of theme that anyone's going to be like, oh, ninjas. It's like, OK, if it was 1987, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The half size cabinet looks looks like a cheap. Like a looks Sears, like a toy. It looks like a Sears home pen from 1977. Yeah. It does. Which I'm into Sears home pens from 1977. To be honest, even though I couldn't even tell you I've ever really played one like if I wanted to do a weird subset of pinball collecting, it would be weird 70s home pins. The because just I'm fascinated by them. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I'm fascinated by them. What was the other one that had, like, the Tom Jones Ellis-looking dude? Uh, it, was, it was called Alive. Alive, thank Alive. you. Sort of like a cross between Tom, yeah, Tom Jones and Elvis. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want to pay the artist, so they just kind of. Well, I'm sure they didn't even have the opportunity to, right? right? Like Tom Jones probably would have signed on, but you know Elvis wouldn't have. But at the end of it, at the end of it all, it's just like you look at that that uh, that Turner pinball, you look at Ninja Eclipse, and it looks to me like one of those Sears pinball machines because it doesn't have a coin door and it's right. got a weird half size cab. But and like it shakes play, a lot. It's very light, so it doesn't yeah, have that, not very that stable. steady feeling. Yeah, but the play field looks fine. Like it looks the like shots it looks, looks fun. It looks like it was a decent design, and it looks like it it plays well. But it does not look like it plays better than a Stern Premium or uh, a Galactic Tank Force, right? Or any of these other machines or a Labyrinth that and you can get for a thousand dollars more, or any it? of these other super it's, legitimate it's machines clunky. you can get. It's for very clunky. Bucks. Yep, it's it's clunky. Bottom line, and on top of that, I saw a video where they were playing a multi-ball and then the flippers just went dead. <laughs> well, my, my, my Star Trek premium did that and okay. everybody loved that game. So. Did, okay. Did, did the play field wrinkle? No, okay. not that I'm aware if of. If you remember the very first Magic Girl showing at the Seattle show, it was an over, like a vinyl overlay. 
and it was wrinkling uh, while they were playing because it was coming detached from the from the wood play field. Oh gosh! You can go back and look at the video, and around the flipper area and the lower play field, it was literally wrinkling. It's like wow. There's and it was at that point where at the time it was uh, Pintasia. So uh, Bill Brandis and uh, the crew from Pintasia just said, "There's not enough here to even work with." You know, after they spent two or three straight days with no sleep transported because, you know, they picked up the game from Chicago, drove it out to Tacoma, worked on it, had a guy do an emergency build of an actual ramp. Cause you know, and there was this, this chowder head on pins. Oh, I've seen the game. I played 95% done. The weekend of that show, that guy closed his account and disappeared from the scene <laughs> completely. And just, yeah, no. So yeah, I got a long memory for, dickheads okay so you know and th- there's no mercy or forgiveness from this kid um, anyways it legitimately doesn't seem that bad like it seems like these right. guys are sincere enough and they're probably legitimately trying to make a good pinball machine and they're trying to do the right thing they're just about four thousand dollars too expensive <sighs> That's yeah, a good the place price to start. Trade. And it's not even glass, right? Isn't it? Uh, it's, plexiglass. It's, yeah, it's a plexiglass. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the plexiglass thing, I don't think is because they don't want to lose use glass. I think it's because they kind of have this thing in their head where Make to get light. the game okay. open, you like remove this whole frame. Right, right. And it's got lights. What I think's cool about that is it's got lights built into it. So it's got like built-in stadium lighting. And then it connects when it, when it attaches, and it's right? it's got like a contact. That's that, cool. Yeah, when you when you seed it together, which of course we all know how well those contacts work in the really real world, but right. yeah. when you seed it together, it makes contact, so you don't have any cables or wires to disconnect. Okay, that's kind of cool. Notes. <laughs> it's notes. not like there's bad ideas there. It's just again, it's just a mess. You're, you're trying okay. to Kool Aid man into the industry at a price point that I don't think you can get away with unless your no. game is just mind blowing, which is what labyrinth did right oh yeah we all okay. the labyrinth let's, let's that said move on to dollars these fuckers are high but then they actually brought this game that looks great and plays super well and it's been all over the place and it's basically proving that uh barrels of fun is for real where turner just proved that they're they're nuts. Okay. This is a great point counterpoint of what to do and what not to do. Okay. Let's go with what to do. Okay. Hey, it's a bunch of guys who have experience in the industry of 10 or more years in one fashion or around there, one fashion or another programming, you know, something, you know, they got something going for them. Uh, you know, DMD programming, video programming, something. They worked in the industry. They know what a good pinball game is. They secured a good license. The only place I got an issue with these guys at all is pre-order money. That shit pissed me off. They sold out every one of their allotment of games. The game, If the game's good enough, it will sell itself. Stop asking for pre-order money. Put up or shut up. You're going to do this? Put, you know, no other product out there that I know of asks you to pay before the game or before the product is ready. And that's video game. And well, because it's, it's gone bad so many times in pinball that I just like stopped doing that. But other than that, they had a successful launch. They had a successful launch at a major show. They had games in a box ready to sell. 
not a beta. I mean, ready, boom, here we go. We got them ready. Would you like to take one home today? You know, and they're legit. They did everything else right. Um, so, you know, that's how you do a game. That's how you uh, not only, you know, release your first a game, but release your first game and really introduce yourself to the world. Well, they were smart, Spencer. Yeah. Well, they had a theme. They, they had a license. They had people in the industry that had industry experience that actually Ninja know Eclipse. what they're doing. <laughs> Turner Pinball. I'm going to send man, out. I really like ninjas. Turner Pinball. I have no experience in pinball. I was an accountant for a pseudo no, no, apparently, apparently what the guy did was he was the guy who was making the boards for Deep Root. Right. Was, it, was so that it was like what he was doing? Or was he was programming boards? Yeah. Or was he programming list. right in the program? No, he was making the boards. He okay. was he was the guy who was making their boards. And so okay. he bought patents. And basically that's like 90% of the battle, right? Is if he got a board set. So he bought the patents and decided, hey, we're gonna make a game. And who knows if the game I don't think the game was supposed to be any existing deep root design. Like it's something that him and his his cohorts designed and, and decided to bring out in a unique theme and unique art. They didn't use any of that stuff because I'm sure the rights to that were long since expired. But, you know, I don't so I don't completely agree with, hey, you got to be experienced, right? Like, you know, everybody looked at David Van Ness and, you know, before we really realized that, you know, Bowen Cairns was involved before we really realized that Scott Denisi was involved with Labyrinth. They sort of looked at him and just sort of said, well, this guy worked for Spooky and I think he might have worked for American, but like, what does he really prove? Yeah. And he's still right. Like you said, they took pre-order money. They didn't sell all of the games. They sold what they were going to sell direct, which might have been a hundred. Right, right. And the rest, you know, are in the hands of distributors and whatnot. So like you can still get them if you want to order one. Right. Um, because right now in pinball, 10,000 bucks for a thousand, it was at 1100 units, something like that Yeah, right. uh, is what they're going to make. So like, you know, that's, that's a pretty tall order, but I think that, you know, they've, they've proven, they proved that price point. Cause when I heard it was $10,600 and I looked at how complicated the game looked and I was kind of like, oh man, like, I don't know if I trust these guys that much, but right. they did right. a lot to foster that trust with this really good expo showing. Right. I don't think Ninja Eclipse did anything but prove that these guys are like, a little up, like maybe a year ago or two years ago when people were just desperate for new games, they could have got away with this. But I think that now if you're trying to charge more than a Stern Pro for for Ninja Eclipse, even with its app-based payment system and its half-size cabinet, like these guys need to, they need to drink a tall, cold glass of reality. Right. Nobody's going right. to put that on location. No one. No one's going to buy that and put it on location. Zero. Well, no someone one. will because no. there's maybe, some maybe, people you know. who are crazy. Well, maybe. <laughs> Look, okay. And, and you come out of the gate. You come out of the gate associated with Deep Root, not condemning them. Just kind of nobody. Well. Nobody cares about the Deep Root thing okay. on it. Okay. Like we do. I do. I do. Because, you know, we, well, we know. Okay. Well, and you know thing. what? Honestly, when I heard about Labyrinth, that was my first thought, you know, and then I found out those Me guys too. were coming out of Texas. I was like, yep. oh, this is a deep root thing. Deep root thing. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it might be. Yeah. I, Hopefully I not. Well, I don't think so because, again, these guys are all legitimate. Got, got a, they've got, you know, a level of respect in the community. I don't think they're going to do anything. Oh, plenty of legitimate guys worked uh, for deep root. Uh, Osler worked there. Nordman yeah. worked there. Nordman mm-hmm. got out fast. 
Who is the other dude? The 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 guy who he works for American now. He's in Galactic Tank Force. Bowden worked there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of legit people worked for That's Deep true. Root. Just the guy who owned the company wasn't legit. Well, there's some other right. people in there that were legit too. But anyway, well, okay, sure so, not, uh, you know, okay, so let's no get back to let's island. get back to me just just bringing the hammer of Thor down on on Turner. Okay, you start out not hey You're ordering one, huh? No, yeah, right. <laughs> we're not we're, we're not. They didn't start out like hey, we're gonna start. We're gonna design and build our own games. We're not doing anything deeper. No, they started out with a year or so of oh, we'll send out all these cryptic messages. The same, you know, three card Monty shell game. Oh, you know, bull that J Pop pulled and and you know Bobby Pinball from Deeper and all these like third rate dime store. You know, huckster, just you know, third rate crooks. Okay, I mean, and, and it's the same bull over and over. Don't just make this guy go away. Make them go away. Their game sucks. They suck. They got no business in pinball. Ten five or whatever. And well, one hundred fifty dollar deposit, but it's not a deposit. You still got to pay the whole thing. What does that get you? And like, oh, well, we're not going to let you put quarters in it, but you can give us your credit card information because you can trust us. Wink, wink. Yeah, like, good really, point. Really, good point. You know, f- you turn her f- you right in your ear, jam it in your ass. Get out of here. You got no business in pinball. You got no business showing up at shows. Okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna show up at expo, especially expo, you better have a working game in a box ready to sell, or you got no business showing up there. It's a trade show. Your homebrew bullshit. You know, there's guys that actually got really good homebrews that show up and their stuff actually works and it actually takes quarters and they're not asking you for money up front. They're like, no, I just built up my basement. Isn't it cool? Those guys are legit. Turner, go away. Get out of here. You're a loser. Anyway, let's go on to positive things. Okay. Uh, Labyrinth. Good for a showing guys. Don't it up. Yeah. Uh, I know we said a lot about it already, but I just have to say, I really like how they brought the magic back with the mechs. Um, yeah, they're just popping up, you know, here and there. And But it's just cool how they cleverly integrated it into the game to really make it a world under glass. Uh, I really like the artwork is really awesome. I Crap did a really good job. Uh, he really nailed it out of the park to really get the feel of being inside of a labyrinth and of uh, the utilization of the clips the artwork for the uh, uh, for the animations and of course the the artwork on the actual cabinet just stellar stellar job for a, an opening game uh, for a, um, a first game from a new company I'm pretty impressed with what they did and uh, I really want to I want to see one probably we'll see it at a show somewhere uh, eventually because I know somebody's gonna get it um, but we'll have a chance to shoot it but overall, from my first impressions, they they hit it out of the park. They really did a good job, and I wish them the best of success. Well, we all too. know who's going to buy one, right? Well, because we got crazy friends. <laughs> I'm sure we're all going to get to play it. Right. But I think that the thing that really blows me away about this is that, you know, these guys, you know, like we kind of brought up earlier, they are guys who've worked in pinball. There are guys who've worked for other other companies. You know, they're coming onto the scene with something that doesn't look like what Jersey Jack is doing. 
and it doesn't look like what Stern is doing. They're they're doing their own thing. Yep. And like I think you said it the best, Mark. It really is capturing the world of Labyrinth, you know, better than any anything else. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like it's gonna shoot like an Elwyn. It looks right. like it's gonna shoot like like a labyrinth. That little right. that little doohickey where it's like a target and a spinner and the forks and it'll turn the ball into that's a cool. captive ball that then yeah. you can hit and through the spinner and oh that sounds it can fun all go down and it becomes a straight orbit like that's cool agree agree and then you how know. the characters pop out on the side when you drain right. that's the, cool too the, the talk about choreography of it right like it ultimate the ball when dudes will dance around and yeah and there's sculpts and there's there's lit up little buildings and Nothing, nothing in there. Like when you look at that machine, nothing in there looks like a pinball machine. Right. Like it all it's, you know, one of my favorite games, even though I'm not going to ever argue that it's one of the best shooting games, but it's escape from the lost world. Okay. Has one. You probably yep. got to check it out when you're at his house. I, I played and, it. Yeah. And it's because that game doesn't look like a pinball machine at all. It looks like a playset. So you know, original. It's all molded yep. plastics and it's all it's super deep and it's got that bridge and the balls flying around in this world. And you're, you know, when you're trying to get into the tunnels, they don't look like tunnels. They don't look like lanes. They they look like caves. Right. You know, that's what Labyrinth is making me think of. Like, like the little, like the little trails, they look like streets and and you know, the the displays and the pop bumpers, they look like buildings. Right. You know, everything looks it doesn't look like plastic ramps and wire forms and pinball, pinball, pinball. It looks like this world, like an attraction. Right. Which right? Is, which is really neat. And then it, it uses that backboard graphic, that graphic backboard thing that I think has become popular. But it uses it to, you know, great effect because it changes the it changes the attitude of the game. You know, it'll it'll put you in different places or it'll show you how far into spelling labyrinth you are. And right. And they're going to develop that a lot more obviously, because it's in its infancy, but imagine what they could do with backgrounds, you know, change the backgrounds of the different things. I don't know if it's going to be a great game, but I know that, you know, kind of like I felt about guns and roses, especially at first, like, I feel like it's going to be a great experience. Right. And I'm, I'm, you know, and I think people will be drawn to it. My my yeah, wife I is saw a, the movie. Yeah, my wife's a giant fan of the movie. I love that movie. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah. But I don't remember it, you know, having this huge impact on me. But I really want to see guys like this make a game that really works. And, you know, I do kind of feel like for 10-6, it would have been really cool if they would have included some of those goodies, you know, because they have that the, you know, the factory add-ons has become the new thing. Right. So got a really cool looking topper. Topper is pretty awesome. Yeah, they've got a really they've got a mirrored back glass, which I actually think looks less good than the translite. And mm-hmm. they've got a shooter rod. I think that for 10-6, you know, on your first game, maybe throw some of that in to get you a value add, but or go for that nine five price point, you know, beat stern to the premium price point. But you know, so far it seems like everyone who shot this game loves it and it looks like a million bucks. And you know, it sounds okay. You know, if you like David right. Bowie music and really, really sedate main gameplay music, it's there. And the other thing, too, Dan, is it ran the whole weekend. 
I mean, it ran the, during the whole show. There were very few times where it was down based on the feedback that I saw on Pinside and uh, that's really other, good. That's, other that's, places. That's a testament. You that's can keep the game lot. going at a show, yeah. a new prototype kind of game or new, you yeah. know, that's, yeah, the that's only, where the rubber meets the road. The only game that I heard just like flat out wasn't working was uh, Elements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. Like I heard yeah. the elements. Yeah, they're hey, the other ones that I can heard go that their first now. game's a lot a lot less bad than you expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds actually <laughs> actually, yeah. It's it's that's a lot not. <laughs> yeah. No, elements there's not much to talk about because nothing worked on it. So moving on. I think elements <laughs> looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah, and, it looks and cool the, in kind of that Valhalla kind of way. Right, right. Which, yeah, Valhalla, I still think that's a great and underrated game. Though it started out as basically a homebrew. Um, so, you know, right. there's 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 a lot of great homebrewers out there. A few of them are actually getting their games run into production now, which is, really, I mean, that's how, you know, TNA started. Because it's a good game. So, there was you know, I want these guys, I want the deal. new people to come in. I just want new legit people to come in. Yeah. You know, I don't there want was a this. smoking deal on a Valhalla standard at Pentagogo. Oh man, I know, I saw that. Wasn't like six, wasn't like sixty five hundred bucks. Oh, sixty five hundred. Wow. What's what's the what's the price on those new? Seven it depends on if you want the uh, the standard, which is what this was, or yeah. if you want the uh, like the limited or whatever. All the sculpts. Right. And I oh, didn't yeah. think it looked much worse. I thought it actually looked just it as looked good. good. I, yeah. I, I think the rules on that game are good. I think the theme Shot is good. great, too. I think, I think mm-hmm. the shots are great. That's a good game. Yeah. Okay, so, I think it needs some massaging before the shots are great. But when it works, it works. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it overall, does. it's a good game. Um, and mm-hmm. and the visual on it are kind of janky. Elton John. Elton John. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you something about that since you brought it up. Uh when I first saw the reveal trailer, it was a hell of a trailer. It was, I mean, it was production value was off the charts. I don't know how much it cost to have them produce that, but it was pretty awesome how they did it. It was interesting how they chose all uh, 20-somethings playing it, which I think was kind of interesting with the market because you know most people that are going to buy are going to be in their 50s or older. But it was cool to see them represented. And, you know, Elton John is a classic i mean every game every song i mean everybody heard of elton john heard his songs but when i saw the lack of mechs i was disappointed i was like wait a minute richie left stern to be able to put everything in the kitchen sink if he got hired at jersey's jack and he didn't add a lot of stuff however i've been watching the videos and i'm starting to think damn, that game does look fun to shoot. And the light show is taking it even a step further beyond Guns N' Roses. It's crazy. Um, So beautiful. Yeah, I'm wondering what you're talking about because there's a piano that you can lock balls in that has an animated piano player and it has a screen on it. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. At first, I was disappointed, but now it's like starting to grow on me. I love it. Because it's, it's got mechanical. mechanical yeah, you, you know. my, my reaction was kind of the opposite of yours, Mark. Like, okay, I saw still pictures of it first, and I said, oh, "Man, that is an ugly fucking game." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "I don't know what they were on," and I knew that you know, 
I knew that uh, Franchi had had a part in the art and I was all like, oh man, I can't believe that they did this. And then I watched the trailer and I saw the game in motion and I said, okay, I was 100% wrong. This is spectacular. Yep. And it's it's 100% true to the artist. Like it is over the top, you know, glitter and glitz and, and flamboyant all the way. Flamboyant. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> flamboyant all the way. And then when I saw the piano that you could lock balls in and it's kind cool. of like a little animated piano player yeah. where his head moves and his, his, his arms move because he's, he's hammering on the keys and it had a screen on the side. I was just like, ah, oh, a lot Dude. of people are too young to remember Elton John when he was really, really, you know, full of the glitter and flamboyant. Oh, yeah, and this costumes. is 100% 70s Elton yeah, John. Yeah, 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 70s like, Elton John. I remember, you know, watching him on TV as a kid where, you know, Elton he's John. like, I forget what, he was dressed up like Donald Duck one time. Um, yeah, he was. You know, yeah. you guys remember I remember the, those and, shows. You know, and. With the square microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally remember and, that. And, yep. you know, I remember, I still remember junior high at the roller rink, and I'm batting on my microphone, junior high at the roller rink. And so we're talking like 78. And they had, they had a Captain Fantastic. So 77, really. It's like 77. So it was like you know, 77, 78. So they still had EM games, man. And, uh, um, they had Captain Fantastic and they had uh, Williams uh, Space Mission. And I remember playing the hell out of both of those. And, uh, you know, and Elton John was getting played at the rink. And, uh, oh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, Bay City Rollers, right? <laughs> and Cheap Trick and Sticks, uh, Renegade. So we're like 77, 78, maybe. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, he did Tommy. So he has a real connection to pinball already. Well, and, he's, he's had pinball machines already. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he's, and he's, you know, and, uh, um, you know, and it, I think it captures the essence of that theme. I think they've done, I mean, you know, I haven't played it yet, but it looks great. Like I said, the piano, the, you know, the little tiny dancer, um, God, what else is the on crocodile. that? Game? The crocodile. The crocodile. Thank you. Crocodile for crocodile yeah, yeah. rock. Yeah. Kind of like the one. It kind of looks similar to the one from Surf and Safari. It does. It does look a little, it does look a little silly. But I think yeah. they've done a nice job on it. It looks good. I think, you know, I think people at the end of the day are going to enjoy it. Um, well, let's talk about what's more important here, right? Go. It's Steve Ritchie. So when you look at that playfield layout, it looks like it shoots like a Steve Ritchie. He didn't go crazy. It's it's the standard Steve Ritchie three playfield. It's got the cross shot, which is the one everybody loves to make into the piano. Plus, it's got like a shot under there where it goes into that crazy wire form. You could just see that game in action and you can see easily. And this is no dig on on Pat Lawler or, or Eric Meunier. Or whoever designed the earlier games, I think it was, uh, God, I forgot his name, Balser. But uh -huh. like, you can see that this is the best shooting JJP. Oh, hands like, down. Hands down. Like, you can just see, like, this is going to outshoot Guns N' Roses. This is going to outshoot Pirates. It's going to outshoot Willy Wonka and Dialed In. Like, this is going to be the best shooting jjp which this is what i think that they brought steve ritchie in for like they wanted a game that shot like a world-class playing game to go with their world-class you know world building and i think that that's what they what they've accomplished whether i love the theme or not and i will admit i'm not a super huge elton john fan uh 
I am a super huge Steve Ritchie fan, so I cannot wait to put hands on this thing. Yeah, me too. I, you know, and that's the thing. I, and to go off what you said, Dan, I was on the fence. I really was. I, and, you know, and I have not had a chance to play it, so I really shouldn't judge it. But I was just like, you know how when you get those expectations, you're like, oh, man, what is he going to put in it? He's going to have a really cool Mac. But then when I think about it long and hard, that piano lock is cool. I mean, yeah, it's a lock, but having it lock inside the piano and then have that, like you said, the, the LED uh, display going on the side of the piano. I mean, that's something you would see at his concert. Um, right. the other, the other thing I like about it too, and I don't know why, but just this little part of detail is where he has it spelled out Elton John and he has lights, you know, like names and lights. There's something about that that just makes that game stand out just with that little title in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? And then it changes colors. It's so cool. I do like that. Oh, the lighting on JJP's games is, is basically second to none. All right. Like they've definitely next leveled that shit. Yep. Dan, I'll validate your point on the the uh, shooting and shootability and playability of Steve Ritchie. You guys know I'm not a big Led Zeppelin fan at all, but I really right. like playing that game. And every time right. I, when we were at Golden State, I, because I, I'd never played the pro, because the only one near me is an LE. Um, it, it, uh, it Flipper's Arcade Owner in Cheyenne. They got an LE, and it's really beautiful in person. And uh, that game shoots great, and it's fun to shoot. Um, again, I, I don't hate Led Zeppelin. I'm just not, you know, that, that when I was in high school, it was like Led Zeppelin or die. And it's like, yeah, man, Halen, but okay, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it, I had this whole subject. No, I get it. I'm with you. Like, you know, it was a little bit like, you know, that 70s, that 70s rock versus the 80s rock, you know. Right. And for me, you know, I think that honestly, Led Zeppelin is one of those games that it just, it got savaged by Pinside. Everybody was ready to, everybody was shitting on Steve Ritchie. You know, he's lost his touch. He's not Keith Elwin, you know, and admittedly the pros a little bit empty, but what's there shoots really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's on the premium and <laughs> LE, that like magnetic spinner that rises out of the play field thing like that's. Like that is super fun. Crazy mech. You know, Um, the, the piano mech, you know what it reminds me of Mark is it reminds me of the Borg ship and next generation. Yes. Kind of do a shot up into it and the ball locks inside of it. I don't think it shoots it back at you, which would have been really, really cool, but Uh you know, it's kind Uh, of the same central feature. You don't really interact with it directly, but it's, it's the centerpiece of the game. The whole thing reminds me a lot of like Star Trek Next Generation. It, it does. You're right. And the other thing too, uh, as far as lighting effects go, is when you shoot it up that spiral ramp, it like follows along the ball, right? It like, isn't that right? Like yeah, it, it, it's, it, they did that in, uh, they did that in Star Trek Premium and LE as well. They did. Okay. And I don't know if it's like literally it tracks the ball or if it's just like they time it to like the average speed of the ball. It's super cool. But it's a really, like a really roller coaster cool is what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. It's Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I, I, the price, of course, I, I get it. I mean, they probably had a ton of money to pay for licensing for this game. Um, but uh, I hope we see this somewhere because I really want to play it i'm hoping it comes to well we've got State. we've got some crazy friends yeah so we got to hope that one of our crazy friends decides to do their usual crazy thing and and pick up an le 
or, or what's it? It's, plat- it's platinum or collectors on this one. There's no LE. So I'm they really can make as they many as that. they want. They're, they're no longer saying they're only going to make 5,000. <laughs> right. It's about time they <laughs> finally realized that. The well, but they never make 5,000 of anything. I mean, maybe right. Guns N' Roses, they came close. I know they I know they made a crap load of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Well, they might make a crap load of these. You never know. And there's a lot of Elton John fans out there. I know Pinside is just totally dogging on it, but you know, that's Pinside for you. Um, but I was kind of feeling in that same camp. And then as <laughs> the more I watch these videos, the more and more I see this game looks super fun. And I do like to drop targets where it has that risk factor, but it's cool how it's like almost like a pin bot kind of, you know, with drop targets. Well, is so what more people own Fords than Ferraris, right? Yeah. Right. And, but you know, what Ferrari does is what captures the imagination of the industry. You Good know, point. it's the same thing with JJP and Stern, you know, don't get me wrong. Stern makes a great machine, a solid machine. Everyone owns tons, tons of machines or tons of Sterns. Uh, but, you know, when JJP releases a game, it's it's a freaking event. Right. And, you know, that's all there is to it. Like the like, you know, whether you love the theme or you hate the theme, whether you love Steve Ritchie or you hate Steve Ritchie, like. Very rarely, you know, even with Toy Story, where everybody was like, well, I don't know, it wasn't the Toy Story I wanted, but it's the Toy Story I got. Um, You know, their games make you sit up and take notice. And I do really think that, like, you know, they probably took the the kind of meh reaction to Toy Story to heart, and they wanted to make sure that this release was big and this release was splashy. And that, you know, obviously, you know, you weren't going to go, you weren't going to go soft on, uh, on, on Elton John, you know, as, as a theme with the lights and, and the flamboyancy and it's, and then it's an expo release, right? You know, you did it at the biggest show of the year, the biggest stage in pinball. They pulled it off. And, yep. you, know, you know, they pulled it off with, with a plum. So, you know, I, I really hope that they see a lot of success and I really can't wait to get my hands on this game because yeah, I just. You know, I've I've made no secret. I like JJP games. I own a couple JJP games. I would like to own more JJP games. Um, you know, I think that they I think that, you know, whether you love them or you hate them, they they drive the industry. You know, they're the ones who put Stern back in the game. They showed Stern that it could be done. That's uh, true. Yeah. To kind of go back to something I talked about the other day, that Damar interview that loser kid did, you know, he brought up that like. JJP is the best thing that happened to Stern because it showed Stern that you could get margin. You know, Gary was was still selling games and making 500 bucks. Jack showed him that you could sell games and make thousands of bucks. That's true. And I think that that's their goal, right? When they say, hey, we're going to charge 12,000 for our games, it's because our games are worth it. Right. You know, and they you are believe that gorgeous. Or not, I think they are gorgeous. Well, except for Toy Story. I think that's their message. Toy Story is fun, dude. Like it's fun. It shoots great. It's got bright lights and it's a good game. The iPad. Yeah. Like yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah. I would prefer Elton John as a theme over even Toy Story as a franchise, to be honest. I know that everyone's like, ah, oh, Toy Story 4. Like, I mean, I like Toy Story. I've seen all the Toy Story movies. I've got some of the DVDs, but like. To me, Toy Story is still like a CGI movie from 1995, right? Where Elton John is is a cultural touchstone that deserves a pinball machine, and you know he was the champ for God's sakes, and Tommy. 
Is there any um, regular media stuff about it? Because you think that would ju- people would just be all over that. Probably. I haven't, you know, the, it's been so easy to get stuff from, you know, the other podcasts and the expo right. streams and all that. And like, the I news have, but I'm talking like the news. Like, I'm talking I like national news. Rolling Stone is trying it, to yeah. Cover. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's a good game. It looks good. Yeah, it looks looks good. good. Well, there's those other good looking stuff there too that has been out for a while, but they've kind of changed things and added things. And so, uh, Alien, there's a new Pinball Brothers, there's a new version of it. I mean, it's the same game basically, but they've got an Ellen Ripley version apparently. Yeah, I didn't but, see much of that, but, but, but it's got different yeah. artwork. Well, at least the backlash of the translate's different. And yeah. you know, it's, it's different art package all around. Yeah. Okay. Same okay. Play field though. Okay. Uh, they've they've repainted the sculpts. They're not they're not new sculpts. I think that there are two new sculpts. Oh, they repainted they them. Change, they changed the screen, the bezel on the screen. I think Leo redid that, and I think he redid another one. But they repainted like the xenomorph head, and uh, like Lior did all that. So it's all it's all hand painted and oh, nice. and better looking. And Ripley's been inserted into the software. So it's not new modes, but I think that she's in all the old school modes. So wow, that's they cool. got the license to use Sigourney Weaver's image. Which apparently, wow. like, they could have had from they the beginning. could have had it. Yeah. But, but somebody didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> that's why <laughs> well, they do know what they're doing with price. If they don't get so it right, really somebody just simply didn't know what they were doing. Your, doing your art. You know, yeah. and maybe to an extent, like they wanted you to be Ripley, right? Like they wanted you to put yourself into those shoes. Like, I don't think Jennifer Connelly's in Labyrinth because the idea yeah. is that you're supposed to be in that and, role. And, and also, nobody cares about Jennifer Connelly. They care about the Muppets and David Bowie. So I care go. about Jennifer well, Connelly. I don't know about that okay. when I was she a kid. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. she was definitely like, like you know, yeah. like especially a, like that princess scene. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. The the one thing you can't do that you can do with Toy Story is you can't, you know, with Toy Story, you, you want a new mod for it. You just head down to the KFC franchise and pick up a bucket of coleslaw and you're good to go. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who got I'm that trash. reference. Damn. And <laughs> I'm on. What, so uh, price. What about price? The price was good for Alien. 8K. 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 Still good. And Pinball That's Brothers is proving themselves. Their stuff seems to actually work. They're backing it up. Flippers need to be better, though. They're I don't know. Moochie. We were talking a little. We were talking a little bit of trash earlier about Queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Were, I, you know, yeah. I, flippers no, need it, to be adjusted. Here's the thing: honestly, I, I, I like Queen I the looking. band. I don't. The pinball isn't catching my. It's not catching my interest. But you know, I haven't played one, so. I was looking super hard at that that Ripley edition. I was like, man, that is that's a lot of machine for eight thousand bucks. Yep. It, it it's it's. It's again, I think it kind of falls into that labyrinth category, right? Where it doesn't feel like a stern. It's not a tournament player's dream game, but it does a really good job at putting you into that that alien world and giving you the experience. And I think that for for a game with its with its legacy, right? You know, the whole highway thing and then the pinball brothers thing, it's got really good software. It does, and the and the music. Yeah, Come like on. The being able to be David alien music? or aliens, oh. and all the callouts and all the graphics, and and the, the rules are good too. Yeah, the quality good game. of that experience is is one of the best pinball machines, you know, ever for a game that came out of you know a failed company and then through a startup. Yeah, 
you know, I think honestly, it looks it looks a lot better than Labyrinth does in terms of like it's it's uh, on screen displays and stuff like it looks like it's got, you know, it has really good software. So I I and I'm excited about the fact that all of our alien buddies, because I got a couple, I'm sure you got a couple. Um, they get the Ellen Ripley software. Like, yeah, that's not, cool. That's cool that they didn't that and they didn't limit even, it. You can even buy all the enhanced uh, sculpt shooter rods. They released a, a new topper with some animation, um, so you can buy all that. And you can, you know, they 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 got they got kind of royal edition, but they didn't get royal edition too bad because you know you can upgrade your originals. And to be honest, I think the art on the original games looks better. Right. Where it's more straight the alien rather than like a little teeny Ripley and the power loader kind of fighting the alien queen. And there's like flames on the sides. It looks a little bit like it's a little brighter, which I don't think works as well for alien. That black and green and the and with that alien, the logo yeah. and the mm-hmm. alien, you know, was kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of got that vibe of Space Invaders with that same, you know, alien right on the front of the on the back glass. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shameless ripoffs, <laughs> yeah. Space Invaders, which was definitely just alien with the title Space Invaders. Pretty I think, much. I think they did it. I, I didn't Bally actually much. get sued over that. I think they did. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. They only made about 10,000 of those games. No, I know, so but I think they ended up having they to pay royalties to didn't accomplish anything. to uh, 20th Century Fox. I, I believe hmm. they did. I could well, they would have walked out with the title and renamed it Alien. I mean, don't get me wrong. Space Invaders is a legendary game, right? Right. But like if, if that game had been called Alien, it would have been more legendary. Correct. Probably. Yep. Yeah. I love, it would have been, Alien, it been the, the earliest theme. example the of a licensed pinball machine right. because it would have predated Meteor. Right. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Bally yeah. was kind of like Bally was the first company to have licensed themes. Yeah, but they were bands, right? And then they got, I think Meteor was the first movie that got its own um, pinball machine. Yeah, I think, huh. well, I think you got Bally stuff. Where, well, TV shows and movies. Well, no, they had Kiss. Well, yeah, it was a band. Okay. They had Six Million Dollar Man, Evil Knievel. It was just pop culture stuff that was popular during the day, you know? Yeah. Which is like today. Like today, but Bobby Orr Power Play. Um, yeah. pay, for, pay for the theme. Pay, pay for, for the, the theme. theme. <laughs> yep. Theme was big back then, too. Well, you know, I'm looking at, uh, I'm actually looking at Stern Pinball's website right now, and I'm getting some nice close-up pics of uh, uh, the Blood Red Kiss edition of Elvira. Oh, speaking of getting Royal Editioned, Elvira owners got Royal Edition. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got royally screwed. Yeah, because you bought the signature or what, like the whatever. I don't know. I mean, so it is, it is like what, $15,000, right? The new right. one is the, the Blood Red Kiss Edition, twelve nine ninety five. So it's, it's 13000 13000 So it's not yeah. like it's cheaper. Twelve nine 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 nine. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not like it's cheaper than, I mean, unless you bought the, the, what was it, the signature edition or the 40th anniversary. Right. Like right. those were both like get what you can editions. This is like, a, like an LE price. So the LE owners are kind of getting it, but. I want to see this in person. Even the photos look good. It looks really cool how they accented it with red and white, black and white. Yeah. What a, what I a genius that that idea. Worked, I think that that worked really well for Monsters. It uh-huh. did. The, and the, I think yeah. that it works really well for Twilight Zone. And I guess they did an Adams Family like that for some reason. 
But like, I don't know, like, I think that they're they're really running the risk of like taking the monochrome thing and just overdoing it. And I think that the original Elvira looked great. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's it's not that big a deal. I mean, if with you're the red to, accents, though, if you're looking to get into cool. Elvira and you want something super unique, they're making 500 of these. Yeah. You think they're going to sell 500 of them? I mean, there's plenty of House of Horror out there. You can go out and get a House of Horrors for 9,000 bucks or less all day. Yeah, true. But if somebody wants that for that, you know, originality of uh, black and white and then the red accents. And it, it is a painful cool. game. Like, I don't know how much time you have on it. Like, it's fun, but it doesn't do anything. I mean, the house is cool. The house is a cool yeah. toy. Yeah, and I I don't think it's one of Stern's better games. It's just it it that Elvira license just pays dividends because everybody loves Elvira, right? So I don't know. It's cool looking. It's expensive. Yep, I'd rather have an Elton John. It's pretty for a thousand dollars less. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good point. It's, it's the worst Nordman. I'll say that. Maybe not the worst Nordman, but it's the worst recent Nordman. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, I, like I, love it the fine. I don't think it's a terrible game. I had it for a month. Oh, you uh, had one. That's and, right. And I, had got my, I, I had my fill of it. I just, you know, I don't mm-hmm. understand. I don't, I mean, I didn't have it with the latest software, you know, maybe some software has come around, but I mean, actually, no, no software, right? Because, uh, because Lyman passed, I guess that someone else at Stern can work on the software. It just wouldn't be the same, but yeah, it's pretty much done though. I mean, they got all the clips and everything and, yeah, I guess cool. there's more clips and more modes than when I had it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, somebody must be working on it. Yeah. But You're yeah, right. it's, it's a good game. The, the, the theme carries it a long way. It's got new art, less color, more more money. Well, not the most money, though. Right. You going to get one, Spencer? Uh, No. <laughs> no you know what I, of all the new games which one would you take <sighs> considering the price too right like you got to spend out of your own pocket of all the new games that are out now like of new- all the expo ones that we just talked about i know you don't have to say it out loud ninja eclipse yeah of course yeah <laughs> you know, honestly i would probably go with aliens or alien oh yeah I probably yeah. would. And I would probably just get the other version, not the Ripley version. I don't know. I'm with you, man. That Ripley edition for 8K, like, dude, that is that is a smoking deal for a brand new game that's proven, plays plays great, it's reliable, it's got good code, it's got mods you could add to it. You know, that topper for $1,400, it's ridiculous, but it is cool. Right. Like, I, I, I would have a hard time saying no to Alien. Second would probably be Elton John by just a little bit over Labyrinth. I don't know. That game looks fun. It just, yeah, we'll see. We'll see when we get to play it eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have to play the other stuff, but because I played the alien, I'm sure it's not many changes. And I, I just, I really like that game. I like the way it shoots. I like everything about it. Mark's getting bond, right? That's your pick. Yeah. Yep. My pick is Bond. I really like the code on it. And um, I like how they're adding the classic songs from the movies now. So when you get those different modes started, 
Uh, you get to hear like diamonds are forever. I, I'm thinking that I heard Goldfinger too, but Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool to have that. And then I love, I love the sound of that beginning part of of the 007, you know, James Bond theme when you get the jackpots. That's just so dun, cool. Dun. dun dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dun dun. dun. Yeah, it's cool. I think it is kind of a weird cop out that they use the Moby song for the Bond James Bond theme. Yeah, that's it does true. Completely take it out of that Connery era, but that Moby version of the Bond theme is pretty great. Yeah, that's true. I I did notice that it had that. You're right, the Moby version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the code off, is so good though. Like Brosnan. There's one example on here that I really liked, and it was how if you skip through the clips, it's kind of like Elvira when you skip through the clips. It keeps going while you're playing and it still, you know, keeps track of the progress, but it doesn't just like cut out the clip. It just lets you get, you know, the ball ejects or whatever and just get you get right to it. Um, But there's one where you collect the gadgets for the Austin Martin. I always forget what number it is. I should know that. But um, the the DB5? Yeah, is that what it is? What is it? DB5. DB5. D, D like David. B like DB five. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where you get all the features of the, of the DB five. So Q is doing the tour basically of all the features and he walks around and as you're making the shots, it continues the clip seamlessly. It's so cool when you collect it, when you make the shots. And, um, I love, uh, the complexity, the rules are easy to understand, but at the same time, they are super fun uh, because all the shots are unique and there is one difficult shot and that's the bond women, which I really like to get the multiplier up. And uh, there's a lot of multi balls, but you really have to earn them except, you know, bird one is pretty easy and, and jet pack is pretty easy as well. Now, the first couple multi balls aren't very hard, but I didn't no. realize that I was just setting you up to totally Spencer us. Oh yeah. You're like, I just went down the Spencer path. I'm just going. I'm just going. <laughs> anyway, yes, I'm getting a did, bond. But did, did you pick a game from Expo? I didn't remember your Expo pick. Uh, from Expo? Because we oh, both yeah. had Alien. <clears throat> oh, for me, for buying? Uh, I know. I would, say, I, would say, I would say Alien 2 just because I like the music from Alien, and it's really an energetic game, and I don't know if I could handle having a year long game of labyrinths. Exactly. Just, so, so, so you heard it here first of all those great new games, everyone on spinner and lit would choose the old one. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, the others aren't yeah. proven yet. You know, we haven't had, none of us have yeah. got to play them, you know, except Elvira and we like it, but I, my favorite Elvira game is honestly still scared stuff. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, I like the new one, but, um, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, I was just looking at the expo. I was looking at actually, I was looking at our uh, our Facebook page. I, I actually I looked at it in a couple of days, and it turns out that uh, Galactic Tank Force won Best in Show at Expo. Good for them. Holy crap! Oh, I, I totally forgot about that one. That well, game is good yeah, too. Yeah, it is. And I, I could because <sighs> we all played it and saw it at Golden State. So I, I didn't think, oh yeah, okay, it didn't come out last year. It's still new. Shit, I bought it. You bought one, yeah. Oh, I traded for it. You, you got it. Got one. So, and that's a great game too. I, I love that game. To be honest, with you. I do. I just if the if the if the code was more deep and it was more fleshed out, I would have 
considered that, but the price kind of took it out of the equation for me. So I like where the code is rules wise. I just yeah. want them to like fix all the glitches. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's very glitchy. It's super fun to shoot though. It, but I will say, I do not go shoots. in and try to edit your own bios. That doesn't no, work. don't do that. Don't do it. Just <laughs> don't do that. me on this. It's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. How smart you think you are. And I think I'm an idiot. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that you got one of those. Cause I have a feeling that's going to be a sleeper hit. Once all this negativity goes away, people are going to want this game. I really feel that. Cause it, it seems like one of those games, like I said before, that would do well on location. I really think so. It would be like the attack from Mars vibe. Yeah. I just, I want him to finish up the, I want him to finish up the code. And it has a coin door. Hey, it has a coin door. You know yeah. what? It doesn't have a coin door though. Oh. The prize hit of Expo, Ninja Eclipse. There you go. Yeah, which probably it. is just as bad as you think it is. I, I wonder if we'll get unlike as- the pinball adventure games, which are not as bad as you think they're going to be. that's kind of like when people go up to kevin smith and go i saw jersey girl it wasn't that bad um (laughs) you know um he gets that a lot apparently um i wonder if because our last our last uh show's topic of uh our top five favorite toys in pinball toys or gizmos we got a lot of really positive feedback on our facebook page um and Dan here is going to, I'm going to segue this. Dan's going to open our mailbag and share that with us. I'm wondering how much negative shit we're going to get from my little tirade about how much I don't like Turner Pinball. Anyway. I think people are going to agree with you. I think so. I think that, <laughs> so it I won't be a problem. Our, our, our dozen of fans will, 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 will get behind like, you. Damn. Well, so, in fairness, ever since I got home, I've done nothing but drink coffee and eat Reese's peanut butter cups preparing for the <laughs> show. For like two and a half, For like two and a half. And like, I've literally got a pot and a half of coffee and like 14 fucking peanut butter cups in me. That's no shit. <laughs> and, a, and a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> so, because I got so a ton spend, of work to do when I get done here before the next storm comes in. So, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm sitting here just right. floating. Well, anyway, let's, so let's open let's the mailbag, man. So, so mailbag is, 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 is probably not a, a misnomer, but here's Spencer loves to use old terms. So, uh, first of all, you know, thanks to everybody who's interacting with us on Facebook. We're trying real, real hard to, to build our social media presence. Uh, we've had a lot of people join, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast and God knows why, but if you listen to the podcast <laughs> and you, you enjoy it, you know, let, let your friends know and, you know, especially try to steer them towards the Facebook, but. I asked a question and I said, hey, give us an answer to the question. We'll talk about it on the next episode about our last topic, which was our which was our favorite mechs. And I just said, hey, why don't you guys tell us what your favorite mechs are? We'll discuss it on the next episode. So uh, we got some really good responses. Uh, we got Don from Don's Pinball Podcast jumped in. And I don't know if he was sincere or not, but I'm going to assume he is. He said that he loves the TIE Fighter on a spring for sure. It's very satisfying to hit. He also loves Elvira's jumping gargoyles. Those are cool. And every sculpt on Scooby-Doo, Captain Cutler's head is life. Uh, but I did have to get behind him that I think those hopping gargoyles on Scared Stiff and House of Horrors, actually, they're on uh, they're on the original Elvira too, right? Party Monsters? Uh, they're a little different. They're like the little rubber finger puppet gargoyle and monsters. Like, but and yeah. it's like yeah. the bar. Yeah. Like the bar. Uh, 
yeah. the bar, uh, the the not bar, the beer on uh, uh, Cactus Canyon. Like it, those are great free play field motion, right? You hit the target and they spring up. Yeah, yeah, and those it counts cool. as a target hit. And I know it's always fun because it's something mechanical. It's simple, but you're like, oh, I made it do that. So Jake Danzig, who is a prolific uh, builder of custom machines, sent us some pictures of his uh, Dukes of Hazard and wants us to know that his General Lee is his favorite toy on a pinball machine. Cool. Now, isn't that a Paragon that he took? Donated. I don't know what he turned into that, but it yeah. is. It, I mean, if you love the Dukes of Hazard, you know, yeah. when I was a kid, the Dukes of Hazard was in my life. Uh, I just had to get behind him and say that them Duke boys were at it again. He did a beautiful yeah. job on that. He really did. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's gorgeous. And I think he took some best in shows on it, too. Nice. So he deserved it. Him. He's a good dude. Um, awesome. Eric S., uh, Eric Seifert, friend of the show. He's been on an episode with us. Uh, he got behind us. He said, Rudy and Funhouse, Getaway Supercharger, Little Deadpool, which I don't know about Little Deadpool, but I think he recently picked up a Deadpool, so I'll give it to him. He did. Uh, the Girls on Poles and Sopranos. That's a good and one. Oh, that's a good one. The Electric Chair Guy and Metallica, so that'd be Sparky. Sparky. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a good one. And Sparky is a good one. Uh, yep. Kendra, she plays in our league. You know, congratulations to her. She took second last week. Way to go, Kendra. Uh, you can't go wrong bashing Martins on attack, for, uh, bashing Martians on attack from Mars. Oh yeah, and and there is a trick to that. There is get those get get those rubbery ones, and then they jiggle more. Yeah, especially if you get ones. a remake, right? Like you want yep. you want the original style ones where they get have the original a more style. Yep. Um, you know. A lot of folks, you know, might kind of laugh about that, but it, it does add a lot of life to the game. And there's some really interesting programming in there. If uh, you have one of your Martians, you know, up by the up by the uh, up by the gate, I think it's the the right one. If you miss him while he's still active and you hit the stroke of luck scoop, he'll actually taunt you and say, ha ha, missed me. Yes, that's right. So, that is that's a surprisingly good a surprisingly good feature. So that's cool. Uh, friend of the show, Brian, also one of our one of our co-hosts. He said he's surprised nobody mentioned the tube dancer and Big Bang Bar. That was a good one. Oh, that's yeah. Good choice. That's an amazing one. I hear that they all melted. They all melt. Yeah. 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 There's so, something about that, too. There's an issue with that. I it haven't seen a Big Bang Bar in a long time, but I hear that. Yeah. Just. By the course of time, just those rubber, those rubber dancers. They don't, they don't laugh. So they, probably, they probably all look like like the guy from RoboCop when he comes out of the new, the toxic waste. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> that's a great analogy. So that's a good yep. one. And then uh, Ty Justice, he jumped in and said the Godzilla bridge and building, uh, Slimer and Ghostbusters, the Batman oh, sixty six yeah. rotating carousel of fun. And yep. the JP T-Rex, I assume he probably means the new JP T-Rex, although we all know that the Data East JP T-Rex is a little bit cooler. All good but no, thanks again. to everybody who interacts with us, uh, yeah. you know, on, on the Facebooks, you know, uh, we absolutely uh, love the fact that you guys listen. You know, I've had uh, I've had people come up to me at the shows. I've had people come up to me at uh, pinball get togethers. Uh, and just, you know, let me know that they've been listening since the beginning. And I always ask why, uh, <laughs> we were pretty bad there for a while. We still and, are. 
they just say that, yeah, you're <laughs> saying that, that vote, you know, it's that confidence that really you gets us over less the now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're, less, we're better than you expect. Um, yep. <laughs> I listened to your show. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, that wasn't. It's like, it's like, man, if you guys would just fire Dan, um, <laughs> no, man, you make the show great. Jokes on you. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> hey, uh, Exactly. But no, uh, we really appreciate all the interaction and uh, it does show us that, you know, we're we're doing something right, you know, and you, even a broken clock is right twice a day, unless it's digital. <laughs> uh, thanks, to, thanks to everybody. <laughs> so thanks to everybody who jumped on into the into the topic. And I'm sure that we'll ask more questions in the future. Maybe we'll even come up with some prizes or something. Cool. That would be a good thing. Come up with a prize, more like a random prize thing. So we had a top three favorite, but I want to save that for another episode because we're we don't want to go too long. Are you? Do you guys want to do it? You guys want to just Dan? Do you want to just do it? I'm ready to go. I mean, you want to do it? It's not like we're going to run out of time. All right, let's. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I didn't know if you guys had a long show. I didn't know if you guys had (laughs) other stuff going. Edit it out. Uh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do Although it. Although, if we were headed for two hours, we were perfect, Spencer. We were perfect. We were perfect. And you just I know, but we I'm were, just like, we were, 150, we were 159. We could have went right into the sum up and it would have been just beautiful. Boom. But no, yeah, now we right. got to do it because we can't it. tell someone that we have it and not give it to yeah, them. Yeah, I know. That's right. We got to give it to them. They well, want just, it. You know, they want it. Okay, you know, they, they want us to give it to them. And then we have, and then we'll have more mailbag stuff. And, you know, and then, you know. And then we can ask you what your top three light shows are. So, yeah, right. so it's the top three favorite lighting effects in a game. So light show, lighting effects, whatever you want to call it. I'll start, as always. And then uh, uh, Dan and Mark, you guys. Okay, so my number three is the whirlwind jackpot. When you hit the – you got multi-ball, you hit the the off the upper right flipper, you hit the ramp. And it's just it's just red flashers, but it just it, – it, it has a little music thing, and it just it, – it just – weaves well man it just it makes this little lightning and a little rain sound it's just really cool and you get to hear out you get to hear the call out of uh feel the power and it just all works together but the light show on it is really it really goes you go ooh, that was neat you know that's it feel the power of the wind is pretty dope Feel the power of the wind yeah yes. yeah and you got that this cool. and, and, it, and it's it, it, and it couples in with everything but the light show they did on that is really nice the lighting effect that's my cool. that's my number three. Who's going next? Me or Mark? You, Dan. Mark, get him. Oh, Mark. Okay, right. go, Mark. So my third uh, and the top three is Game of Thrones blinding effect with winter is coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, well, I think that is so cool because it's just like you're in a winter storm. You can't see the freaking balls anywhere and it blinds you, but it's cool. They call that blinded by the Dwight. Blinded by the Dwight. That is cool. Yep. But it is cool, and it it definitely flashes like crazy, like you're in a storm, and uh, it adds so much to the game. But it's frustrating because you can't see a damn thing. Like you're going through a winter storm, so it fits. It's cool. Good choice. Mine is kind of like Spencer's, right? I'm going back to System Eleven, and it's when you start up F14 Tomcat, and you hear the engine spooling up. The music kicks in. The engine spooling up. It also brings up the lights. Okay. So, it's mm-hmm. a really cool effect. It doesn't work quite as well when you're all LED'd out. You know, it's sort of a little more flickery when you're all LED'd out. But I just absolutely love the fact that, again, that game, when you when you start it up, it, it, it's kicking into gear. It's spooling up and it's, it's, it's getting ready to, uh, 
it's getting ready to launch. So I just, it's a little effect. It's not over the top. They didn't have to add any special features or anything for it. It's just, it's a really, really cool lighting effect. So Great. I'm, good one. I'm, I'm going to give it to Tomcat, which also has a blinded by the Dwight moment, although I don't, I don't think it's Dwight when, you know, you hit the the center and that, those flashes go off and yes. it tries to yep. murder your face. Correct. That's a really good choice. And again, like the, like the whirlwind one, it's not over the top. But with the music and the gameplay and the sound effects and everything else, it just all creates this really cool little stew that makes you go, oh, that's neat. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. My number two is total nuclear annihilation, um, destroying the reactor. When you destroy the reactor, same kind of thing. You get the music, you get the... The sound effects, you get the little visual stimulation of the, the light kind of doing the little circle thing and flashing. It's kind of hard to explain because there's a lot going on with lighting, you know, because Denise's kind of really taking it up a notch with what he can do with lighting and, and the visual effects and the, the programming. But I just like it. It just I just go, oh, man, that looks really cool. That's a good one, Spencer. TMA yeah. was absolutely ahead of its time. I was going to say that. When it came yes. to lighting, wasn't it? It was like, ahead of time. Yep. Like, especially for a game that was essentially, I mean, I don't know if if the the Whitewood version, the, the show version did all that, but like that game has really good lighting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and it kind of paved the path for people to do better light shows in modern games yeah. too, because he really, he really utilized the RGB lighting in it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, mine is also a spooky. I don't know why, but it always fascinates me. I love the searchlight feature in Rick and Morty when it does that multi-ball and it starts and how the lights just cascade across back and forth. I swear it looks like a spotlight going across the play field. It's so cool. You know, Mark, I was debating on putting that instead of the TNA. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me I, too. I, was, I was trying to debate. I was seriously debating TNA or that. I went with TNA. Good choice. Yep. Yep. Because it's it's really something where it's you look at that and go, that is really cool. Yeah, it is cool. And and I'm like, how does he do that? And it's like he just has it timed perfectly that the lights just, you know, flicker all the way from left to right and back and forth. But it 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 looks like a searchlight. It's crazy how he did that. Yep. So mine's kind of a cop out because this is almost like three in one, but it's creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, that's a so good one. You have the ramp lights, the chase lights on the ramp which are awesome, you know, no, no other game, especially at the moment really did anything like that. Right. You have the flashers that are the, the, the projectors when you have multi-ball ready and they, they do the whole strobe thing. Right. And you have the hologram. Those are good. Like that game, just especially for a game. And it also, you know, again, you lose a lot of it because of modern LEDs. But that game also did a lot of light fading and just really smart use of the lights. Uh, when you're in a track mode, especially with incandescence, it does a really beautiful like wave effect that goes over the back glass. You know, you got the creature letters that that like flash and sequence, yep. which reminds me that my T is out. I need to go in there and adjust that <laughs> LED so it'll work again. Um, it's just, you know. I think that, you know, for a game from the 90s, you know, that, you know, again, no special, 
you know, no special color changing bulbs, no special light boards, anything like that. It just really used that technology and and gave us the best of what it had. You know, cool. so, and it you really know. helped set a mood. It still does. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Like I said, it's just it yeah. was completely and totally like, yeah, it just it, it does, it it does every job. Yeah. That's a great yeah, choice. And like you said, Dan, with that flashing of when the film is all spelled out, it's like a projector running. Right. No, exactly. Know? That's what it's supposed to be. It's, it's supposed perfect. to be like a projector and it's playing the film. It's playing the film projector sound. It's just, it's such a it's smart so effect. Cool. And that was yep. like my first thought. And I was like, oh, what about the ramps? Oh, what about the hologram? Oh, what about the track lighting? Like that game just does it all. Like well, creature, creature from the Black Lagoon. Like it's a bit of a copy out answer because it does so much well, but it's definitely my my favorite one of my favorite 90s light shows cool that's a good one all good yeah all right, spencer, show us what you what's got. your number one what's your number <laughs> well, one spencer uh, before we went on the air um dan and i were talking about it. he brought up a good point and i had thought about this a little bit so um so i'm gonna kind of okay so my number one was actually started out in wizard blocks and they did use it in iron maiden but only the premium and le and that's the rotating beacon flashers. Those are dumb. Oh, okay. So yeah, think about if you've if you've ever seen Roadblock, uh, Roadblocks. I'm sorry, uh, the Wizard Blocks Pinball 2000 Pat Waller game. He used the he had those put in the game. I don't know if he designed them or what or who did, but they looked so cool. And then Iron Maiden used those. But it's only in their premium and LE model. But and I've think, never noticed that. I got to look at that carefully now. They rotate and they Dang. change colors. I think the really? Wizard Blocks ones were actually mechanical. I think so, and that's and yeah. That I the think Iron Maiden ones yeah. are you know a little bit and, more and state why, of the art. Yeah, I, that's why I like the Wizard. I bring up the Wizard Blocks ones first because I mean before Iron Maiden, and I look at those and go, that is the coolest lighting feature I've ever seen. Why does it, and I say it all the time, you can go back to old episodes where I bring it up and go, why didn't somebody put this in a game and starting to deal with Iron Maiden? But I think you're right, Dan. I think theirs is all just like color changing effects. I'm not sure where I think the ones in Wizard Blocks, and we could be wrong about this one, mechanical, like they had a little rotating thing in them, like a rotating, like beacon. a mini, like a beacon, like, yeah. uh, like I on high like speed or something. It's a faceted bulb. Like it's yeah. a bulb with like four sides and it, it goes in sequence. Yeah. When you get a chance, Mark, look at the video and listener, look at, look at the I video will. for the lights on wizard blocks and look at it. They look really cool. So that's talk about a rare game. There's like one of them, right? Yeah. And there's somebody I think in Southern California has it, owns it. I've heard. Uh, that would be cool to see. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, and I, cool. yeah, I heard years ago somebody was trying to develop uh, pinball two thousands. Kind of, they just it's kind of gone. You know, people have them and still play them and enjoy them. But I think that's one where it's just kind of like, you know, it's just kind of like oh, part of pinball history now, and people just kind of, you know. But it, it was a really neat system. But that that lighting effect was really cool. Cool. Well, my number one, it might be yours, Dan. I don't know. Um, I was blown away by the light show from Guns N' Roses. Oh, you I mean, bastard. It's, it's, a, it's a given. Come on. I mean, that is the coolest thing. Now, I'll, I'll have it a tie with Elton John because Elton John, I haven't seen in person, but Guns N' Roses for seeing in person and Elton John, it's almost a tie uh, to see it on the video, to see like how the how the lights light up when it goes up the ramp and stuff like that. Um, 
but the light rails, the light rails, as far as the feature goes, incredible. And I'm sorry, they blow away expression lighting, blow it away because it seems like the lights are blended in and there's more colors that it, it, I know it has the same amount of colors, but it looks like it just blends in better. And the choreography is better on the light rails than on, it's, it's, there's no comparison. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's so cool. And, uh, it's a given that's the best light feature that I've seen that wowed me, uh, was guns and roses. No, that's exactly mine too. Like I was, again, I was going to kind of cop out. It's hard to pick any one aspect of guns and roses Yep. where, you know, the moving spotlights, the hot rails, the, you know, completely addressable color changing, uh, LEDs everywhere, you know, and just when you start a song, especially when you start something like night train and it's got like a little lead in and then it just explodes. So cool. And it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah, Guns N' Roses is, is definitely my number one pick for, for lighting. Just it's, you know, and it was, it was, it goes back to, you know, with Guns N' Roses. Like when I, when I first played Guns N' Roses, I walked away from the machine and I was like, I don't really get how it works. Like I don't really get the rule set. I don't know if it's fun to play, but man, it's fun to look at. (laughs) (laughs) It's an experience. It is a concert like you would not believe. 100% fun to look at. And then luckily within my first few gameplay sessions, I kind of, I got a feel for the rules for the risk versus reward for the qualifying of the songs and how it all works. But I think that like the first song I played was it's so easy. And the yep. light show just knocked me out of my socks. Yep. And you know, the strobe play, effect and just as yeah, you play so different cool. modes, like every song has like its own unique light show and you know, its own unique color scheme. And you know, it's all super, all super specialized. But yeah, you know, like some of those songs, especially again, the ones you don't really think of as like their big songs, the night trains, the it's so easy, Rocket Queen, like, you know. I, I dare you to look at those light shows and, and, you know, again, short of maybe Elton John, you know, tell me, tell me any game that does anything quite as cool. I mean, I got an ACDC too, and it puts on a good light show for its era. Right. Yeah. As far as a music game goes, you know, Guns N' Roses just kicks ass. And come on that live and let die when it goes. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Perfect but, example. But the only thing is the shaker is not in in with the timing of the music, but I get it. Why? Because they didn't code it to go a little sooner to let it to rev up. It needs. Yeah, it needs the. It uh, needs I wish that was time. in tune. I, I wish they fixed that in the code to get it right spot on with the choreography. Oh, that would be so good. And they might, but you know, I know JJP is slow with code, but yeah, they did. They did do a recent, they did do a recent update and you know, there's, there's always, you know, updates never go away, especially when you have those direct downloads, but right. So yeah, good, good one. Roses yeah, definitely I, the I, undisputed I agree with you. Of lighting. Yeah, you guys both yeah. picked a good choice. I mean, Guns N' Roses yeah, is an amazing game with amazing it's, light It's a show. given. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. It's 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 revolutionary compared to um, you know what was before that. Agreed. Yeah, change, it changed the game. It changed it the did. game. Uh, well, I'm also now curious to see what our listeners are going to say. Spencer, stop cursing so much. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Spencer Ninja Eclipse isn't that bad. All I can say is, Dan, you missed it when you were away because it's going to be very entertaining when you listen to it. Oh, no, I heard it from the other room. 
Oh, you heard it. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was going off the <laughs> whole time. And I don't I, think I can edit that out. It's just too funny. I heard him going to 100% it's Spencer Overdrive. I, just, I was like, man, this was a good time to step away on mute. You know, look, <laughs> here's the thing, and I'll explain this so people kind of get <sighs> Pinball is about pinball. Yourself. I mean, it's about Don't pinball. Don't explain yourself, Spencer. Well, no, it's it's. We got you, it. You guys know me. You guys know. It's just you know, it's about <laughs> the people, and I and I I like good people in pinball, and almost all the people in pinball are good people. And I just don't want anybody mucking up the water. That's it. Anyway, enough said about that. Um, we've gone a little longer than I always like to, but it, I, you know, we we covered some good stuff. So um, I'm sorry I couldn't make it to. Pinagogo this year. Oh. It would have been next, amazing next to have had you there. I, you know what? But, it'd yeah. be amazing. I miss you guys a lot. You know, that's luckily. Um, how many? How many days is it to Golden State Pinball Festival? Oh yeah, Spencer? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe. You know what? I I posted today too, and I think you it's just like, posted it. It's like two o three. Yeah, two o three. Two o three. Yeah. So yeah, we only yeah. got two hundred three days left, month. and we're all together again. Yep, yep, yep. So yes. we're almost into the one nineties. You know. So yeah. So almost under 200 days. So, oh, well, let's do some shout outs and thank yous, gentlemen. So cool. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm going to give my first shout out because, Dan, you brought it up. Um, Vino, longtime listener, friend of the show who's listened since the very first episode. I owe you a drink and maybe lunch, man, next time I see you. So make sure you come and grab me next time you see me in a show. And, uh, Drinks and some food are on me. Um, thanks for listening. He was you know? the man. He knows he knows more about the spinner as lit than I do. <laughs> That's good. I'm on the goddamn show. <laughs> Vino's a righteous <laughs> dude, man. He's just been a fixture of the NorCal pinball machine per machine scene. No, he's like, I've been listening since the beginning, and I'm like, why? Why are you even you a masochist? So bad. Which to be fair, like, you know, let me let me rephrase that. You guys started off. You know, especially with Seth there and everything, you guys were really good, really solid. Yeah. And it got a little rough there in the middle when we lost Seth. Yeah. And it picked up again when we gained Mark. <laughs> it sure did. So a roller coaster ride. We, that we gotta, Dan and Spencer are good at talking, but we need somebody to put all the pieces. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get some people back on. There's a few people I want to have as guest hosts. I'd love to have Eric again. There's some um, other people that are that are on my list to uh, reach out to and get them on. And upcoming episodes, especially now that the weather's changed and uh, you know everything's slowing down. So, um, oh yeah, if you've got if you've got something to say, hit us up. Hit yeah, us man. up on the Facebook. Definitely love to have you and on also, the show. Speaking of the Facebooks, uh, you know, don't you know, don't hesitate to tell us you know what you think, as long as it's good. We don't like negative, <laughs> negative criticism. Don't tell us, us we suck. We, tell us what you think. Yeah, we know we suck. No, um, no yeah, but just, just help. Just help us out. Help right? us out, man. So, yeah, Bino, shout out to you, brother. Thank you so much for all your support over the years and keep listening. And uh, to um, the Loser Kid podcast, uh, that latest episode with the uh, wow, the, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. with Larry Demar. Um, it that was harkens my answer, back. By the way. To the days of for me, he you, you did an amazing. Larry's great, but you really drove the bus on that. And made an amazing episode. So kudos to you, sir. Um, yeah, check out Loser Kid has great interviews. They really are, does, are great yeah. podcasts for interviews. And I guess that Demar thing was like two years in the making. So just like you know, what kind of mind blowing like patience and and stick to itness is that? Yeah. Well. 
that's what I'm going to say. It harkens back to the days of Clay's old podcast when he had all the, and you can, you know, and that's thing. Uh, I'm going to shout out to Clay Harrell too. Um, if you want, definitely listen to the latest Loser Kid podcast with we'll Larry DeMar interview listeners. Also go back, especially if you're newer to the hobby or even if you're not and just want to review or if you've never heard them, go back and you can still listen to all of uh, um, Top Cast, This Old Pinball. And that guy interviewed all the designers and the artists and the uh, marketing people and some really amazing interviews and really great shows in that era. Um, the other great podcaster who's not doing podcasts anymore, Nate Shivers. Oh, uh, coast to coast. coast, to coast. Nate, Shivers. Nate Shivers. Oh yeah. Nate was Nate. another, like it was a podcast. It was a commentary and he was a man, man out, of out of quarters. quarters. He really raised the bar. He really, him and clay. And then, uh, what's the guy's name from Loser Kid? Josh Roop and Scott Larson. Okay, it's two guys. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. You're, good at, you're good at this, Mark. You are good at this. Well, yeah. I listen so to them a my lot. My hats off and kudos to you. Shout out to you guys. Loser Kid podcast uh, is a good show overall, anyway. But their Larry Demar, the latest episode, of Larry Demar interview, really knocked it out of the park. You guys did an amazing job, and thank you to Larry for you know coming out of hiding. Kind of, I mean, he's always working, but you know. Um, He's another one of the pioneers of pinball, modern pinball, who really changed the game. So shout out to them and, and give that a listen. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Shout out to Dan for getting to see you in SAC. I know uh, we spent a little time playing games over at Pinagogo, but it was great to have lunch with you and catch up. And uh, I'm really sorry doing. that we didn't manage to get you over here. Yeah, maybe I know. maybe next time you're in town. Yeah, that was tough. It was tough. Oh, but, there was um, too much going on. There was too much going on, and I was trying to see everybody. And you know, it is what it is. But it was great to see you. Uh, it was great to see Jim too. Shout out to him for having me over and uh, catching up on times. That was cool. And then um, shout out to uh, to Don for listening to our episode and giving us a little mail or whatever about favorite Max and. Uh, you're speaking of Nate Shivers. You are the next solo person that really I like listening to. So I'm giving you a shout out, Don. Uh, you really do a great job on uh, your solo podcast. They're very positive. And then there's the other one that is negative. So you pick which one you like, but I really like listening to Don. Don is great. Thank you. Good, I'm the good negative job. one. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're the funny one. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to kind of, you know, horn in on you guys since you guys stole my usual answers, you know, uh, you know, first of all, of course, to you guys, um, it was great to see you to all the crew that made it out to Pinagogo, to all the organizers at Pinagogo. Thank you guys for putting that show on every year. I know I don't, you know, bring games or anything like I used to. It's, it's just, you know, I, I try to just enjoy that show as what it is and just hanging out with my buddies and, and playing pinball. But I'm, I'm happy to come and give you guys some money and, and, you know, support you like that and talk about you guys on the show. So, you know, to Don and, and Jack and to all the guys who work on that show, organizing it and promoting it, you know, thank you guys for making it happen to everyone who brings games. You guys are all mind blowing. Um, you know, to everyone who listens to the show and to all the pinball content creators who are uh, interacting with us. It feels like, you know, we've heard we've heard from a few of you guys now from Don from Loser Kid, um, you know, 
not because of anything we did, but mostly just reactions to the fact that I, you know, will will call you guys out when I think you do something good. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're part of the pinball content family, even though we're, we're just kind of hanging out here in a little corner of Northern California, Reno, Wyoming. So, you know, and of course, you know, as always, thanks to the CCPL, Mike, David, um, you know, everyone, everyone who runs the league, you know, that's why we do it. Here, here. Well said, sir. Well said. Yeah, man. That's what it's always all about. And, you know, the games are just the magnet that draws everybody together. It's always about the people and the people are the best. So I think that wraps it up, gentlemen. Ish, issue, issue. I have issues. I have lots of this issues. exciting new issue <laughs> of the Pinball <laughs> Magazine Quarterly. There you go. Episode 59 <laughs> is in the can. So play pinball. Keep, Keep America, America strong. strong.